1: Welcome back, weirdos. It's 2013. Look, I, I almost lost my voice. That's how that's how wild New Year's Eve was. And by wild, I mean, maybe there was an acoustic guitar. And maybe I played Say It Ain't So by Weezer. And maybe I lost my voice, pretty much. Because that's a, that's a pretty heavy chorus. There's no way to half half do that chorus So here I am uh, in 2013 Coming to you with half a voice With my friend Joe Hartzler When we recorded this episode though I had a a complete voice So that's going to be good I'm I'm so sorry uh, to take the hiatus Why do we do that? We've got to do that for the holidays, take a little break, but I'm so happy to be back. And this is a great episode. Basically, Joe and I did an, a week of uh, shooting together for these uh, commercials we were doing. And he was such a fucking hilarious guy, such an interesting guy. It's like, let's do an episode while our rapport is hot. And we did. And this is the result. And I'm so happy to come back with this one. A um, couple things up top. YouMadeItWeird.com. We are still doing uh, the Comedy Sex God thing uh, for the for the book idea. A lot of people came out for Comedy Sex God at gmail.com and volunteered to go over episodes. So I, th- I think we're kind of covered. But in the meantime, if you have a favorite moment, something profound, something funny, something interesting that you think might belong in a book... Uh, that might not necessar- necessarily be about this podcast, but would just be about the topics of comedy, sex, and God. If you think there's something that we've said on the show, email it to comedysexgod at gmail. And uh, make sure it gets in there. Um, The other thing, we have some tour dates coming up. February 1 and 2. We're going to be in San Francisco coming back for Sketchfest. We're doing a live You Made It Weird at Cobbs on Saturday, February 2nd. Those are always a really, really good time. Please come out to that, weirdos. February 21st through the 23rd, I'm going to be in Madison, Wisconsin at Comedy Club on State. Going to bring Chris Thayer with me for 500 weeks. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, (coughs) God. I might have played Wonderwall too March 9th, uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan for is Laugh Fest That's going to be fun We're going to be doing a live video uh, there as well uh, The sponsor is Amazon We know this by now uh, The way to do it is you go to nerds.com, You go to this podcast And then click on the Amazon banner And then if you shop like you normally would uh, Part of your normal shopping That you would have been doing anyway Will go to support this, uh, this show And Katie, which is great is she's traumatized. She went to she went to like one of those old-timey like reenactment villages, and someone was showing them uh, Katie how to churn butter, and they did it too quickly, and they they might have knocked over a, a lamp, and it hit a bale of hay, and there was a fire. She's fine. She's fine. But she was traumatized. There's a reason we don't have like lamps and hay around anymore because it's very dangerous, and we don't churn butter in, in the home near lamps and hay. So nearlampsandhay.net is another plug uh (laughs) i am losing it guys thank you so much uh for listening to the show and thank you for coming back to the show happy new year enjoy this episode
2: someone said to me today so you get to meet katie ha that's me what's your name joe bit of a bit of
1: a letdown in it
2: (laughs) no this character is the worst (laughs) You have to understand that this character, yeah, up, didn't I? this
1: yeah. voice, is this, mm. the worst.
2: I thought Katie, that sounds like a nice girl. Mm.
1: Mm. I'm chewing off Mike haters. People hate when you chew on Mike. Mm-hmm. This is a banana, though, isn't it?
2: Isn't it? What you eating?
1: It's soft. soft. What is it? What it is? It? What is it? It's soft, right? Right. You got yourself a big arrowhead.
2: Yeah. Got a big water, big cold one. One
1: liter. Yeah. One metric liter. Yeah. Probably do the whole podcast in this voice, yeah. <laughs> I want to eat the second half of this banana. <laughs> banana is my favorite word to say, British. <laughs> what was the name of the craft service person? Banana. Uh, Theo. Ooh, Theo. Theo. For Theodora. She She's yeah. Theodora. Theodora. And then this began. Yeah. And just
2: well, was, we talk about her. Yeah. But she had a child.
1: She did have a child. That was weird. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. You're gonna wear your cans, <laughs> mate. Yeah. Put them on. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm. I'm eating a banana off mic, yeah? <laughs> don't be upset that I'm eating a fucking banana. Hey,
2: where'd that coffee go, mate?
1: Where is your coffee, mate? Emergency. <laughs> coffee, mate. Forget it. Mm. It's downstairs, isn't it? Yeah, I don't want it. it anymore. Katie, you'll it. grab it. She doesn't mind. Katie, I don't want it anymore. Katie, you're not a disappointment. I'm over it. I'm over that coffee, please. You're the best, Katie.
2: KT Money. She's amazing. She's amazing. She's incredible. Now that she's left, you'll tell us. She's
1: incredible. Would you like to date KT? In, in a heartbeat, immediately. In a heartbeat, <laughs> mate. Okay, look. We're going to... I'm going to... I can't promise we won't do that voice. <laughs> I'm so- For most of the show. You're making me do it. I was at brunch today, Yeah. <laughs> It's a whole way of being funny. It's a whole new way of being funny. I went to brunch with Kumail and Emily, who just made us start late because of the Indoor Kids.
2: Wait, what's the show called?
1: The in this show? No, that show. <laughs> that show. What's this one called? The Outdoor Kids. <laughs> we go out and we do things. Yeah, talk yeah. about it.
2: Yeah, talk about it. It's
1: um, I was there, and they just requested it. They- it's like putting a pound in the jukebox, isn't it? It's this whole. It's so addictive, this way of speaking. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. And so Emily's parents were there. Mm-hmm. And Emily's father was telling me about how Eisenhower, um, people were worried he was going to be like Hitler. He was going to take over the world. Like mm-hmm. the world was worried about that. Mm-hmm. It, this is in this Oliver Stone documentary or this series that they're like breaking down the American history, like the history you don't know sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were like... Eisenhower went all around the world being like, don't worry, I'm not going to take over other countries. I'm not going to take over other countries. And then, and Emily's dad is like, but then he went and took over the South American country and then he took over Iran, right? That's when they put the uh, the guy from Argo, what's his name? It doesn't matter. That guy, they put that guy in power. So then Emily's father goes, it's not like he took contr- <laughs> what, it's like the Sheik or something. Okay. It's like that. Now I'm going to sound stupid because you made me take a guess.
2: Well, I thought you were talking about the actor from Argo.
1: No, 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 not Ben Affleck. No, he's a no, dude. not But so it sounds like chic, but it's okay. not chic. Now I'm now I'm a different the person. Their main guy. I can't think of it. Ah! President, president. They put the guy in power. Mm-hmm. It's it, and that's the, the impetus for the movie Argo.
2: There's a they have a president and then they have a what? They have a supreme leader or something like that, right? Country? Iran. Oh. Well, let's not talk about politics and geography. We, we don't that too my least good subjects so
1: let, let, the, okay. So he, then he's like so Eisenhower took over Iran but he didn't rule it himself, he put someone else in power and then just immediately because of this British voice, it's so much easier to be funny I was like, yeah, it makes more sense doing it that way right? What's he going to do? Go over on the weekend yeah?
2: Just, be, just, just <laughs> yeah. Rule, rule the US Monday through Friday, yeah? Look, run Iran on the weekend, not going to work yeah, you know, fly over play nine rounds run a country, fly home Work work. <laughs> it's a lot of work running a country. <laughs> it's a bunch of work. It's not a picnic, is it?
1: It's a seven-day-a-week job, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You can't phone it in. Yeah, the got re- flights alone have to be at least 12 hours. Yeah. Then have your weekend gone, it.
2: You have literally <laughs> got a clock in and never clock out, ever. <laughs> you never get to. When's my break? Never don't get don't get elected <laughs> then's your break Write a book, die. <laughs> Shake a bunch of hands.
1: Go to Camp David, then you break in it. All the breaks at once, yeah? Yeah,
2: yeah. No, don't die. Do a bunch of humanitarian things. First. First. With your first lady. Yeah,
1: yeah. Obama yeah. want to take a smoke break. Take it later, mate.
2: Take it later. You're on
1: the clock eight years, mate. Yeah. Signed up for it, didn't you? Yeah. Didn't you? See, here. this is my theory. Yeah. It's so funny because comedy needs attitude, right? Mm -hmm. And so all we have, the American version of this type of like, drinking some coffee, yeah, feeling a little bit sleepy. You know what I mean? Like that right there Mm -hmm. has so much attitude being served to you. The American version is drinking some coffee, can't quite stay awake. It sucks. (laughs) It sucks. What I just said sucked. Yeah, feeling a little sleepy, hmm yeah, I gotta drink some coffee. This guy's falling asleep. Falling asleep, are you, mate? <laughs>
0: yeah!
2: yeah! Yes, I was falling asleep, wasn't I? <laughs> He's falling asleep. It isn't also he? keeps checking in. It mm-hmm. keeps checking in and
1: insists that the audience is paying attention. Having a little bit of water, yeah? Want to want to refresh? Yeah. Refresh feeling a little di- dehydrated. Yeah, didn't plan your day right, did you? Yeah. Should have drank more consistently. Mm. Now look at you, like you found an oasis. Yeah, chug it up, chug it up, didn't you? I'm so sorry. So let's tell the story of when the voice began.
2: Okay. Mm. Well, when did it begin on set, or when did it begin?
1: Well, let's let's talk about how we met. Okay. Banana. Th- <laughs> <laughs> We have so many bits. Uh, There's so many bits. Okay, this is what happened. Joe and I, this is Joe Hartzell. Am I saying that right? No.
2: Hart, Hartzler. What? H-A-R-T-Z-L-E-R. Well, Hartzler. Well, this, this is
1: good, because this in, right. this is an indication of how little we know each other. Yeah,
2: we just met. We just met,
1: but what happened?
2: Yeah, yeah. we... <laughs> Hit it off, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, had a bit of rapport. Yeah. Instant. Yeah. Funny people, like-minded, Yeah. <laughs>
1: Can't just fly over on the weekend, can he? No. Seven days. That's an all-day job, isn't it? <laughs> You've never gotten the smoky violin laugh. I've never had that. It's like dangers happening in a Sherlock Holmes movie. <laughs> it was completely real, though, wasn't it? Um. So we, I, I booked this uh, commercial. Commercial.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, and you booked it as well. I booked it about three months before <laughs> you booked it because you're, you're they were still working on your contract, right? Yes, it took a while. Your big-time stuff. Yeah, big-time. You got lawyers all over the place, <laughs> cranking out papers, hammering well, deadlines.
1: It was hard. To, oh, God, I'm going to try not to do it the whole time. It was Yeah, so it took longer for my yeah. contract.
2: Me, they call <laughs> a room somewhere, a dark, <laughs> dimly lit room somewhere. Will Joe do it? Well, Joe do it, of course. Anything.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, let's go back. What is sure. your what is your reality? You, do you have a straight job?
2: Uh, nope. To You're your, an improviser. I was able to quit my real job uh 2 years ago and make it solely as a improvisational comedic actor and No, uh, I don't know really uh, Sure. No, just uh yeah, do a little improv, I teach a little improv. But well, we have that
1: in common. We don't Neither mm-hmm. of us consider ourselves
2: actors, which I thought was very right. funny.
1: Something that I think 10 years 20 years ago maybe would have been preposterous the first thing you and i told the director of these spots so we were doing 12 excuse me excuse me 12 volkswagen commercials basically
2: can't control it burp can you <laughs> just comes up doesn't it yeah <laughs> Sorry involuntary yeah. Yeah? yeah bodies make <laughs> you know bodies we've all got them um,
1: making different choices yeah? yeah 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 sometimes you get an order you don't give the order the body gives you the order yeah it's, yeah. it's a time to burp in it? yeah
2: delusions of control in there
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. And your body says burp you idiot <laughs> <laughs> you're on a podcast burp it works for everything it works for
1: everything. And that was the first that was the first because we realized this voice, which is basically Ricky Gervais in the it's office. Basically,
2: I to be fair, I have to credit I have been doing a show mm. this past year at Upright Citizens Brigade. UCB written, that was created it. by Jack Allison and Evan Susser, two very funny guys. Yeah. And uh it originally started as a sketch where I'm playing this British character and that's he's just an asshole. Yes. And so we did a show. We did the show all summer, and so I've been doing this. That's why you're so good at it. This I'm always. really trying to just do your
1: version of it.
2: But it's it's all of us are trying to do Ricky Gervais. Yeah, basically.
1: But that, that's what we that see. This is the this was the bit that we did. Sort of that uh, that made me realize that we were doing Gervais because you and I were on camera. Don't you make it your own, don't it? Don't what's you? that? You make it your own, don't you? Yeah. yeah, you do it your own way. But we would be sitting at lunch, and this was just mm-hmm. like the funnest. It's fun to be an asshole. That's the truth. And we'd be sitting there. This allows you to do it with no. With no consequence. Yeah. We'd be at the table and would be with like the director and the writer. You know, so high. Surrounded by the top, the biggest of the wigs.
2: (laughs) But the thing is,
1: yes, yes. And then there would be other people there, you know, like we were friends with the craft service person, and it should be there or whatever. Sure. And that's when we did the real hardcore Gervais where we were like, "Yeah, on camera, yeah, yeah, it matters." I can't, I can't wear my regular clothes to eating eat. because
2: you, you said that I was going to be bogged down by because I was eating piles of food.
1: Yes, I was watching your diet.
2: He said, "Aren't you going to be tired, mate?"
1: Yeah, eating. Remember, I called uh, pork ribs a yeah. uh, bacon piano.
2: You eating bacon piano keys, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, you're gonna have a lot of energy
1: for the next 12 hours of this shoot after you eat barbecue, mate. And then I was
2: like, on camera, I have you... to watch what I eat, don't I? Yeah, this mate over here, he's not on camera, is he? No, <laughs> off camera. He could eat whatever he wants anything, literally anything. Pile of slop, poo on his face, right? Get a tattoo of the Antichrist. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> Still gets a paycheck, doesn't he? A proper paycheck! Yeah, he's not on camera, is he? <laughs> Me? I got one piece of hair out of place, shut down the shoe. <laughs> right? That's on camera. Stop everything, Pete's got something in his teeth. This guy over here <laughs> looks
1: like. You could have a goddamn salad in your teeth. Keep rolling,
2: nobody cares, off camera. Yeah. Oh my god. He could have a baby foot growing out the side of his head right they say move a light and still pay him right he moves it with the foot doesn't he helps him get up there with the baby foot
1: yeah it has feeling it does yeah he's not on camera <laughs> he's off camera this was uh, i promise that was funny the to worst. the people that we were doing it but it is the worst but what 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 this is so fun i think this is hopefully the exploration of two men two you and me who lost their minds oh yeah we lost our minds doing a shoot. Now, nobody's complaining. We it's, went up the river. It's a wonderful thing. It's a privileged thing to be able to do 12 uh, spots over five days. We did two a day for three days, and we did three a day on the other two days. So we're we're great. We're grateful, aren't we, for the work?
2: Yeah, and we crank them out because we're pros, don't we? Yeah, breeze yeah. through it.
1: But what ha- So they're all in a car, and the days are like 13-hour thir- yep. days, 14-hour mm-hmm. days. And
2: the car's not moving. In a car, not moving. And imagine you're in the most... In the middle, you're at the heart of the most foreboding black, like fortress of doom. It's oh, like the, a, the studio. Yeah, the studio is like an old. It was like an being an airplane lost. hangar.
1: Yeah, it was an airplane hangar. Nothing. It gives you nothing, does it?
2: So it's freezing cold
1: outside of the car. In the car, a, a million, million degrees. A million degrees. Because because there are all these lights on it, and we're wearing suits. So we're sitting in the car in suits and then it gets really hot. And then we basically just had these – every episode had a different guest that we, you and I would interview. Mm-hmm. And then so like it was just this maddening – again, a privilege and we're grateful. But also just like it felt like one long day.
2: And yeah. by the end – Because you're, it's a quick turnaround too. You're basically doing – okay, you wrap and then 12 hours later, exactly, you're back. You're working again. Yes. yes. You're doing the exact same thing. Pick yep. up kind of where you left and off.
1: And you go home. I, what did you do? You Would you blaze the weed? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would go home and, uh, I I wouldn't do that because if I did that, I wouldn't be, we were reading off the prompter. Mm -hmm. I, 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 weed affects me differently, I think, than other people.
2: You know, uh, what I've been doing, you know, uh, in The Princess Bride, Iocane powder. You yes. know the guy, what he's been doing with Iocane powder? Iocane powder. Yes. Yeah. Inconceivable! Ah! Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I like about up. you, because you yeah. play,
1: you play every time. I've never <laughs> thrown you a ball that you didn't throw back. Never go up against the
2: Thessalians when <laughs> death is on the line! What is this, a secret talent? I just love that movie. I love that movie a lot. Uh, stop that rhyming, and I mean it. Everybody want to beat it? Uh, okay. But what he's been doing in that movie, how he defeats the Sicilian yes. Is not by wit. It is sort of by wit, but he's been developing a tolerance yes. to iocane powder. He put this in is, both. This is what I've been doing for years.
1: With the weed. <laughs> With the weed smoke.
2: Yeah, yeah. To me, it's just like, cons- it just makes me pretty consistent. I don't go to outer space.
1: Yep. And I wasn't suggesting uh, that it was bad. Hey, man, nobody
2: around here is going to outer space. So back <laughs> off, parents. <laughs> in
1: fact, yeah, that's so funny. After so, I did the shoot, I had a real urge uh, to to smoke the weed smoke because. But then mm-hmm. I, I had other things to do. There's always something I gotta I gotta feel like I gotta do, and I'm filled with fear that it'll numb my brain.
2: Yes, yeah, some people, uh, in my experience, just don't like it. Some people don't like the feel. It makes them too paranoid. Um, yeah, me, it can do that for me. I I enjoy it.
1: I always have. No, I get that. I was just wondering because like. I, we, so we would get home at like nine nine
2: thirty. It is so absurd that this substance is contr- is illegal. It's well, the, absolutely insane. The weed. Okay. Yeah. But sorry, go ahead. Why? Because you, you don't think it hurts anybody? It's totally insane. Alcohol has killed all my friends, and weed has only made me dozens of friends.
1: Yeah, you lost uh, two friends to drunk driving. Yeah, and you have. Ta- I know that because you have tattoos of it. Yeah, and then you step in it, don't you? <laughs> yeah. You go, what's that tattoo? It's yeah, a
2: tattoo. Oh, dead May is <laughs> used to be more fun, didn't he? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, now. Gone. Now, just, just, just a, bit a tattoo. Of just, just a tattoo. gamer tag. Yeah, just a gamer tag. Yeah, yeah. one hair. Yeah.
1: Seven months later, this one? Weren't they separated? They were uh, a year apart. I know it's ridiculous and people might think we're being callous, but this is the kind of relationship that we like flash fried. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you're together all day, every day, like yeah. the first time I saw you with your shirt off, because we're, we're changing in front of each other and shit with the Frenchies. God, there's so many stories. I just want to talk about this shoot. You guys should have been there. You should have been there. Day 1, this French woman, Caroline. Caroline? Caroline. Um, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> you you suit your suit, Pete? Pete. do not sit in your yeah, suit. Pete, do you not. Know? You got to keep your eye on this one. Do you remember when I made yes. her partner laugh so yes, hard? With
2: the... What was it? Wait, it was just a... the tip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, there's this woman who barely speaks English. Uh, She's she French. great. She and I great. finally made her crack up with a just the tip joke. And she, and she was she, laughing
2: till she cried.
1: She sat down and
2: cried with laughter. It was finally. It was glorious. I was so happy for her. And uh, did yes. I even say it at the moment? I was like. I'm so. It's so. I'm so happy to watch someone have, to have that much. She was just. It, she was dying. It there was great. another element to it where it was like she
1: doesn't speak the language that well, so yeah. to get a joke. Yeah, was another level of joy. <laughs> and then like, a just the tip joke is just just covert enough that it takes a little getting. She probably for her she was like, oh wait the tip, oh the tip, oh, the we t- we. <laughs> The, the tip of the penis! And then she sat down. It's a peepee! <laughs> it's a pee-pee. She sat
2: down and had a revelation. And she was probably remembering times in her life. Like, oh. I wonder if she went to a specific. A uh, windmill? Like a, an inside joke in yes, her life. Yes,
1: of course. Or an incident, maybe a sexual one. Yeah, yeah. But she. So, day one of this shoot, these French women were dressing us, and we were very, very polite. Day five. <laughs> When I needed to take my suit off, I would stand up and yell, Bonjour! (laughs) Bonjour! Bonjour, and they loved it. I swear to God, I'm good at telling when people are just tolerating me. They were These having fun. French women would come over and go, "Oh, he has called me bonjour." Okay, <laughs> all right. I love the way Brit, uh, they say, "Okay, okay." Oh, you need me to take your jacket? Okay, okay. <laughs> I hang it up for you. Oh, it is stinky pee pee. Could you imagine if it offensive. was reversed? I don't care.
2: What if we were? What if I'm working in France? Yes, and I'm working with somebody. <laughs> And every time they need me, they go, hello!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think they would. Hello! And then you'd come over and go, all right, all right. Yeah, I'm American. I'm American. Here's your suit. I would wear a cowboy hat for sure. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. You'd just be a cliche. So, okay, so we had Frenchies. They were great. Wonderful Frenchies. And then we had uh, a wonderful British craft service person. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then we're, we're talking about your, your dead mates here. Yeah, Because mate. what, what's weird is... Best mates, I, You yeah. told me about your best mates, Diane. Yeah. And here we are kind of joking about it. Because day one, of course, I was reverent, just like I was with the mm-hmm. Frenchies. Mm-hmm. And then day five, I'm just making you making jokes about, like, wish they were here, yeah, still yeah. would be fun, yeah. more fun. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? Sure, sure, yeah. I I'm mean, totally, you seem pretty open
2: about it. Yeah, I'm totally open about it, and um, I, I try to be. I think it's... Um, I think it it helps me to be open about it. And it helps me to joke about it sometimes, too. Of course. Well, see,
1: you know, honestly, I didn't want to treat you differently. Mm -hmm. We joked about everything. And then if that was, like, the one thing we didn't joke about, I think you would have felt me withholding. It's like when you hug a girl with big boobs and she leans in (laughs) shoulders. Let the boobs press against me. That's what a hug is, sweetheart. (laughs) 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 Don't give me the number two hug. The number one is is, uh, the, is the two ones slapping into a lowercase L shape.
2: I don't want to be an H. Don't give me a lowercase H hug. I'm so bad. Like, I don't even want to go in for hugs anymore because I don't want to worry about which kind I'm getting. You mean because when it's the, the one or the one, H? Yeah, when it's the awkward one, I, you just take it so it's like, oh, boy, really? You think I'm a – Oh, a, am I a creep? Am I a creepo? You know
1: what you do, ladies? If you don't like mushing your boobs on a guy –
2: Don't hug me. <laughs>
1: That's choice A. Choice B, go for the side hug.
2: Yeah, but that one is also feels bad to me in my soul. Yeah, I agree with that. Give me a high five. I'm a big...
1: Give me... <laughs> <laughs> Just say I would hug you if I didn't like... If I did like hugging. Some people don't like
2: it. <laughs> if I wasn't creeped out by your essence. You think... Well, I see you're
1: putting it on yourself. Yeah, no, I don't look into my hugs that much all the time. I don't get the number two hug too often. That, the, the withholding hug. Making it hug. sound
2: like the shit hug.
1: <laughs> it is the shit hug. It suck It fucking sucks. It looks like they're leaning on me to tie a shoe. What is this? Press flesh. <laughs> Press flag. It's a weird, Embrace. it's a weird remnant from like the Greco-Roman sexuality that hugs even exist anymore. I'm not saying they're arousing, but it's nice that people can like strangers. I hugged you when I saw you. Mm-hmm. It's not sexual, is it? No. But I go right in for it, and I'm like, what a nice thing. I'm glad that still
2: exists. It is nice sometimes. Sometimes I've felt very comforted sometimes by hugs some of, of the most significant moments i've ever had in my life were hugs in hugs I, ha- I have a very significant hug that i can think of tell me the story of this hug <laughs> you gotta tell the story of this hug oh. we'll get to your dead oh, your man. dead mates
1: i don't know if i can tell this one almost really what's the variety
2: girlfriend Oh, man, this is a pathetic one.
1: I love pathetic. You have all these stories oh, that you tell me and you, you, I'm you sad... preface them okay. with like, this is the worst thing I've ever told. And at the end, don't I do a jig with <laughs> bells on my shoes and he go does like, every time. that's the greatest story where do I've ever heard. you get those bells? <laughs> <laughs> Just leave them on all the
2: time. Mate, where you get those bells?
1: Yay, they bought they with the with the bells. Yeah, bought them in the bell shoes store. Yay. Yeah. They come with them, don't they? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so give me a little bit of info. Okay, this story, which- uh... The hug story. Story. The
2: hug story. It was uh, it was about a year ago, and uh, and someone that I know, yes, uh, that I'm familiar, that I. Oh man, why? Uh, are you afraid speech. they'll hear it? Uh, no, fuck it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, I guess I am a little bit. Okay, worried well,
1: about this one, Katie, know at the time. If he afterwards doesn't, doesn't want this in, it, we take it out. It
2: Doesn't matter. Uh, uh, it's about a year ago. Um. Uh, I'm a sensitive guy, Pete. I, I, I know. I'm a, I'm a heart... You know, a lot of us are, right? I mean, people are. It, that's a human... You're a romantic wallet. guy? Um, You're a sweetheart? I'm like Leon. Remember the dog, Leon, Leon who got sensitive? Because I said the word stop, and then he didn't want to come over. Do you remember that happening? Oh, the dog. She said, oh, Leon, he's sensitive. Oh, I'm I Leon, Leon, you know? I'm Leon. I'm, a, I'm maybe a little too sensitive, but... Uh, uh, Somebody that I know And respect a great deal And perhaps have had a crush on For a while Whatever Very complicated situation There Blah 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 uh-huh. Out of nowhere At a party yes. Just blurts out Just basically Conveys that Like I like you And, uh, and then I'm just like Stunned in the moment And I'm like Whoa oh, wow Amazing. How did you because... not tell me this in the car? Jeez. Keep going. This one's. Oh boy, this one's been killing me. Um, it's great. Don't you know the healing with the and about It's, so, it's such a stupid you? little thing. That's the thing. Is it's like such a stupid little incident. And I've had a million of these, you know, incidents. Um, but this one, for for whatever reason, uh, struck me. Maybe it was at the particular time that it caught me, or something like that. And I was like, oh, whoa, holy smokes, you know. Is that what yeah, you said? I didn't say that, I just said You're
1: at a party though, you're in a social situation, other people the, are there
2: Other people are there, it's in the midst of a very public social situation
1: So other people are witness to her being like, I like you
2: Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and then I say to this person's face, I like you I couldn't be more direct, right? Yeah. Next thing we know we're like, <laughs> we're having a hug, we're having a hug <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, you, a hug. Does that's not, the saddest part a, of the story. A, a hug
2: does not warrant a next thing. You know, that's the saddest part of the story. It doesn't warrant no! it. No, but for me, that's how it felt in the moment. What's it was, wrong with uh, this
1: story? You are a trophy of gentlemen. I put you on my mantle. It was an embrace.
2: It was like an embrace, and it was like a it was like a thing, you know, and it was like a thing that happened, you know, and to the point that it was like a, a significant thing that afterwards, some people came up and. Clapping me on the back, going, "Hey, you know what, what's going on?" You know, after the thing was over, the
1: hugs. Jesus, what? See, and, this is what uh, I'm about to put my bell shoes but this on, is, man. It's
2: such a little sig- insignificant thing, and nothing came up. Nothing, nothing happened. Yet that. This that was, was it. three weeks ago. This was a year ago. This was a year, a year ago. Sorry. Oh uh, my gosh! Uh, but too- a, it was a significant thing. It's pathetic. It's it's really pathetic. What? No, who's telling you that's pathetic?
1: I know a lot of vaginas that just got moist here in that story. No, they People didn't. People love that story. Uh, I hear an ocean of vaginas. Katie's what? She nodded. Katie's saying she's. But into it was a it. very
2: nice moment. It's a
1: sweet. It's the best moment. What, where is this voice in your head telling you that there's anything to be ashamed of here? You're te- Let me tell you a story. I was at a party and a girl that I've always secretly liked told me that she liked me. Other people were there. And I, I just blurted it out. I said, I like you too. And then we hugged. <laughs> and we hugged in such a way that the room filled with light and love that people clapped me on the back and celebrated it. And they still remember it. What part is bad? Is the answer no part?
2: Check- I guess so. I, yeah. guess so.
1: I guess so. I guess so. The only thing that I guess I would accept is that nothing nothing yeah, happened yeah. from it. That yeah, nothing it. came up.
2: But perhaps, maybe in some ways, it remains this untarnished thing. Is, and- that
1: your, is that you're having a Goodwill hunting thing? You don't want to get in so you her so I can realize she's not perfect?
2: Uh, maybe that's part of it. You know, people at uh, here's an, uh, people at airports are the most beautiful because you see them in passing and they remain fantasies in your mind. Wow. right, you never get to know
1: them as real people. Free podcast. Mm-hmm. Do you realize people download this show for free and they <laughs> get to hear things like people at airports are the most beautiful? What, do you, but, what are you? What are you fucking Noam Chomsky?
2: <laughs> that was gorgeous.
1: I couldn't think of a poet, so I said, "You Noam have actually, Chomsky.
2: you have real people out here sometimes." <laughs> what do you mean? You have like legitimate people that should be here. You're the
1: most legitimate <laughs> yeah, person
2: I've ever known. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love you Pete I love you too man
1: I don't so what happened after
2: that uh, so I tried to follow up and it was just uh, nothing man. who knows why um, we remained friends you remained friends just sort of distant friends distant friends I, I just think um, yeah, no we're friends is what it is, uh, but uh, Ooh, it, it, it is what it is. My oh, least, my oh least I did the is what phrase. it is, didn't I? It's my least <laughs> That's favorite what your phrase. boss says to you when he doesn't like what you did. Yeah, it is right, what well, it is. all right. Well, we gotta go. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Pete's back. It is what it is. Let's do it. Yeah.
1: That's so romantic, though. I don't know if it's because it's the holidays, or I just want to watch Love Actually with you right now under a quilted stone nap blanket. Uh, I think Those it affected. Soft blankets.
2: It was one of many catalysts that affected some good changes in my life. Yeah, stopped eating, stopped shoveling my face full of bullshit constantly. This is when around you like lost a fifty pounds. Sort of in the you know in the wake following that, that this year, I was just like I also went home and realized I was a fat piece of shit.
1: Oh well, that's one way to put it. But that you was, went home and and this hug, it was
2: it was all of these things at once. Woke up and the potential
1: like, in you. You saw what you could have, and look at you. The, the old wrestler came out. Yeah. <laughs> you 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 started to like see a different destiny for yourself and
2: what and the sad thing is what that means is i started skateboarding a now, lot look at all this
1: judgment i saw you skateboarding i started skateboarding I saw, like a little kid i saw you skateboarding the other day and i thought look at the coolest man look at the coolest man <sighs> Do you realize, eight-year-old you would think you were some sort of champion?
2: (laughs) Eight-year-old me and almost no other me since. (laughs) Ah, That's very funny. Uh, No, no, I I love it. I love it. At at a certain point, you got
1: your act together. Yeah. At a certain point, I embraced
2: it. I realized this is something in my life that I love and something that has always been good to me. Skateboarding. Oh yes. In in times that were rough and when I was going through shit, always from the time I was a little kid, this has been a consistent thing in my life. Skateboarding. I love it. It's your dog. Um, yeah, and there were I mean there was like a couple of years where uh, like in college and stuff where I got away from it a little bit, you know, too yeah. cool for school. I you're don't want to sure. be the skateboarder kid. Um but I love it. And now I live in California where most it's beautiful and you get And to you can skateboard always
1: skateboard. Yeah. It's when it's I dream. saw you skateboarding, you were hauling ass.
2: That's the way that's the only way I do it, Pete. It's the only way I know how to go. Because you're speed.
1: you're a goddamn romantic. You have a story that stirred me about a hug. <laughs> I go out with you to fucking bars and tell you filth tales, and you tell me about a
2: hug. Can I tell you the last line of that short story? Yeah. Wars are fought for less.
1: Wars are fought for less. What do you mean?
2: That's the last, that's the end of it. That's the, just the last line. That thing that just happened, I think wars are fought for less than that. Wars are fought over bullshit. Yeah. And that was like, that hug, stupid, but really significant. And
1: Were other people around when the hug happened? Were there white Christmas lights and the camera swirled around you? Mm -hmm. Both of those
2: things were. (laughs) (laughs) Time, this is what did the time hmm. slowed down. It politely bended for the thing. Of course it did. Let's talk about something. You have
1: no idea. We're in the rarefied air right now. Uh. We hiked that mountain up pretty quickly. People were pretty concerned that all we were going to do was the voice.
2: Here's the thing. The reason I kind of want to move on is because I find this – I know that I will listen to this later and go, oh, my gosh, you're –
1: Yeah, but I'm picking up on – Skin crawling. I'm not a doctor. I'm picking up on a lot of uh, – got a lot of negative pop-ups.
2: i got a lot of stuff, Pete.
1: Why? I don't understand. Listen, you're a good-looking person. People like you. I envy uh, your ability to do uh, handstand push-ups. You have a low center of gravity that allows you to skateboard. See how I say that? <laughs> how, uh, so you're like an active person. You have a good uh, good heart, good, good person. Heart. Uh, smart, smart. Clearly uh good friend, loyal, loving, special, <laughs> funny, funny. And you play? Fuck
2: you, man. What's wrong with you? Uh, I think I'm very self-defeating, and I think I... Um... I I think I'm sort of a depressive person and I think uh isn't that weird the two yeah. uh,
1: those French women would not believe that you and I both like deal with moments of downness.
2: Yeah, I think uh the reason I mean that's the reason I'm in comedy is because I think uh it's my response to. Uh I mean for a lot of reasons I've always loved it obviously, but I think uh I think I'm a really emotionally a wired guy, you know. Yeah. I was always a wound-up kid and really emotional, you know, either way, either really high and really low. Yeah. You got to relate to this. Of course. I feel like I do. being around you, I can relate to this person Ooh. because you're the type of person who makes a funny thing and then makes a funny thing and makes a funny thing and makes a funny thing, makes a funny thing, makes a funny thing, makes a funny thing till it stops being funny and keeps making a funny thing, making a funny thing until it's funny again. Yeah. The letterman. You persevere.
1: We, we call that the letterman. <laughs> it's funny again. Yeah. And I agree with it. You insist. You insist, you insist on funny. it. You're the prophet and you're taking them to the promised land where the laughs are. You go, yeah. I know, I know, it's day, it's day 40 in the wilderness, but fuck you, man. There's milk and honey over here, and yeah, it's hilarious. which is
2: why I love that, you know, you acted like a maniac on set a great deal of the time, but we need that. Don't people need to act, be able to act like maniacs, or so do we all fun. have to be slaves to our jobs and keep quiet and keep our desks organized?
1: Well, the crew, you and I, were the people on the set, and at the end, the crew said that they really loved it. The director said that the crew really enjoyed working with us. That we yeah, they had fun. My, that it wasn't just work. That it was it felt like summer
2: camp. And you know what I loved? Uh after the first day, or part way through, I saw a couple of the like the camera guys grabbing headsets and stuff like that. And I appreciated that that oh, they were like Yeah, wanting to be a part of they don't have to listen to the right. dumb actors rambling on in the yeah. car. You know, they can just do their job, get the focus right, and listen, you know. But right, you
1: don't have to be able to hear to be a cameraman, but they eh, wanted but, to hear.
2: Yeah, I appreciated that they wanted to hear and then you get that you see that visual feedback. It helps you be funny too to see yeah. that oh somebody's enjoying this. I'm not just yeah. speaking this out into the void. Well, the we're cold both camera live oh. performers, so I yeah. was
1: watching to see if the cameraman was laughing. But you think you think comedy is a response to a, a certain darkness? I think that's true too. Yeah, yeah. If I may, please the like Chelsea uh, Peretti. There you go makes fun of me because my favorite movie is There Will Be Blood which is a very dark movie it's a very very dark movie and she's like you can't be the person you are and have that be your favorite movie it's one or the other and i was like uh-huh. i think i think it's i that is my favorite movie because i i do go into the into the depths i i i'm i'm on a real upswing today i'm feeling fantastic i was very excited to I'm, do this i'm glad to hear it yeah thanks man i've been exercising i've been eating better i've been drinking less and i'm just like things are better like it's seasonal for me yeah. but then there are times where i'm just like Oh no. <laughs> like yeah. everything. Fuck everything. Yeah. And we can make really dark jokes about everything.
2: Well, and I think that's part of it is realizing I'm gonna have these really dark moments. I don't want to have these really dark moments and also feel terrible about the physical shape that I'm in. Isn't that funny? Like on top of that I also Well I-
1: what can you control? Yeah. So you had a magical hug. This yeah. is a great story. It felt good. You had a magical hug and then you got your shit together. Got my shit together. It's so weird. I, I find the more I think about happiness and, and, and the, the pursuit of happiness is that most people, I think, know what they ought to do. I think everybody knows what they ought to do. Mm-hmm. The answers are always the same. Mm-hmm. And then, like, what we need to do is find the will to do them.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
1: like, uh, it's it's very, very difficult because people associate – Like uh, exercise, like you started exercising and eating well. Mm. People associate that with depravity, being hungry, being uh, sore, sweating, um, having to get up early, losing sleep, uh, losing time with your friends, losing time drinking, or whatever it is that you like doing. Uh, Instead of associating it with...
2: Sitting alone in silence. What's that? I'm not going to have as much time to sit alone in silence. Yeah. I said exercising. (laughs) I love sitting alone in silence. (laughs) But like
1: but then like if you can shift that and associate exercise with like you being like I feel good that I can control this. Yeah. I can control how I look and I control what I do and, and you can be you can contr- you can look at the things that you can affect and then start affecting them. But sometimes you need a magical hug, don't you?
2: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you need a, a bird, don't you? Yeah. But bird gets you motivated, don't that.
1: A bird – or you know what it did for me is I, I broke up with a bird. Mm. And that's when I got my shit together.
2: got to have a chip on your shoulder, right?
1: There's got to be a chip on your shoulder. You need something – like uh, what is that book, uh, Man's Search for Meaning, about the people in the Holocaust, right? Mm-hmm. And the people that survived – or the one that wrote the book that survived said that he had to have not just a chip on his shoulder. I, that's so such a minimal way to put it. But he was like, we need to survive this – to stop it from ever happening, happening again. Yeah. I need to live to be a witness to this to make sure it never happens again. So that need to exist, certainly people were dying that had that outlook. I'm not saying magical thinking saved these people, but it might have it helped them through, or at least the author of that book seems to imply that that not giving up hope helped him through. Sure, a really sure. Difficult time. So I know that's, that might seem, tr- I know that's trite to apply well, that to a breakup or something, I, but you need something to be shooting for.
2: Yeah, and I'm sure in the face of that, a lot of times dying would seem like the easier thing to do. Like, yes. this is very hard. This is probably horrible right now. Right. Living is horrible. But if you've got a goal, if there's a reason that uh, – that
1: It affects your behavior probably on some level. If we can take this out of the Holocaust because that's sure. just too lofty of a thing. <laughs> but on some level, if you uh, believe that, that a good girl is waiting for you and a good life is waiting for you, mm. and if you believe that you deserve those things – I know that's weird, but you have to give yourself that permission and that green light mm. to have the things that you want. You're going to act differently on a subconscious level. And one of the things I think you're going to start skateboarding like a goddamn champ <laughs> and loving that hug, <laughs> you magical little man. Yep, yep, yep. You're weird with relationships. That was one of my favorite yeah. things to talk about Yeah, was that you uh, – I feel like you're okay talking about this. Uh, sure. You sure. dated a pastor's daughter. I look, sure
2: did a PK. I dated her so hard. You dated the shit out of this. I dated woman. the shit out
1: of this girl. You, you dated the Maccabees out of the Catholic Bible. We
2: we were probably dating for a year before we held hands. Hello. Well, maybe not a year. We Ring? were probably dating for yeah. We were probably dating for a year before. We held hands. Hey Joe, <laughs> if it's, it's a, even near a year, guys, I was participating in a cult. Is what I now look back and realize. It's that's fascinating to me. I want to talk about this so badly. I'm so interested. In um, fact,
1: didn't when it came up on set, I was like, save it for the podcast.
2: Yeah, at a certain point in my life Around a time that I think is a vulnerable age When I think a lot of people do uh, I really doubled down on religion I was always really raised going to church Um, I'm 16 about now 15, 15, 16 Just old enough to start feeling bad about masturbating Mm. Right? Just just old enough to start thinking that If I smoked pot that that was a drug And that I was Going to be a terrible I was on a road to nowhere, right? Yeah um, uh, so just old enough to start feeling bad about that stuff and, uh, all the weird girls, girl stuff starts happening and you want to have a girlfriend and and everything. But, uh, and I really doubled down. I was always going to church, you know, my parents were always really, you know, but we went to different churches. We went to like a Mennonite church. We went to Methodist church, uh, non-denominational church. Um, and then this was the Where church. Where you stick? This was a Baptist church, a very like big, big, um. Pretty contemporary with the music and stuff. Drums. There's a drummer. Oh, yeah, there's There's a a drummer. There's, yeah. Uh, Really charismatic pastor. Huge. uh, Showbiz. Affluent church, yeah. And uh, really hardcore fundamentalist. We read King James Version of the Bible. uh, All this stuff. So I kind of doubled down at that point and kind of had my, you know, went through a kind of a rededication. Were you trying
1: to define yourself or were you
2: trying to salve the I was trying to be good. And here's the thing. I think a lot of people, it comes out of, oh, like I want to do good in sports. I want to do good in my grades. What's this other thing? There's a spiritual world. There's a religion. I would like, oh, well, I'm going to be the best. I would love to be God's favorite. I wanted to be a man after God's own heart like David. I was going to say like David. Right? You're Uh, in a safe place. (laughs) So I approached it like anything else (laughs) probably. And so throughout my life, many times I you know prayed i can remember the first time i prayed when i was probably 4 years old and I'm, and praying and closing my eyes did, opened them i didn't see angels so i did it again i was, you know prayed through the whole thing i said all the phrases i want to ask jesus into my heart i want to go to where mom and dad are i believe i'm confessing with my mouth right i went and told people all these things so the, those a couple of experiences like that happened throughout my life but i but really were you
1: open your eyes looking for angels because
2: yeah i thought i was going to when i was a little little kid i thought i was going to have a religious experience yeah. and then it was like oh i guess this is it but then later – so then later kind of left some room. Well, maybe it didn't really take. So then now I'm about 15, 16 years old and I really doubled down and I'm like, okay, now I really got saved. I
1: right? I gave myself – every time there was an opportunity like a, a – what's it, An altar call. Because you're I terrified. Would go up, t- scared.
2: You're scared it this didn't work the, the first time. This
1: will be the time it works. I give my heart to Jesus every time.
2: Yeah. And so um, – and it comes out of a desire to be good. You know, oh, if this is true, then I want to be – do what's right and do what's good. And be special too, like be in special. the eyes of God.
1: Like, who, who would like to come up to the altar? You'd literally be apart from the group and right. get a special blessing or a prayer or something. There's
2: many good things that come as a result of that community. The idea of singing with a body of people is pretty cool, yeah. I think. Like, I, I like hymns still. When yeah. I was at my father's funeral this summer, my brother's at either side of me and my father. Wait, your father? Or my, my grandfather's funeral, sorry. Oh. Sheesh, my goodness My father and my brothers that either side of me And we're all singing hymns Like old hymn And I'm just Man, that's like the most emotional Yeah, yeah, yeah And it was like beautiful It's still really touching That be, is I'm, rich to I'm me. a
1: Be Thou My Vision guy
2: Oh It's a good song Dave Bazan covers it Who does? You gotta listen to Page of the Line Cover Be Thou My Vision It's so good So did
1: uh, Sufjan Oh, it's so good Makes me sad so every good. time yeah. I can't listen to it anymore Though it reminds me Of a different time mm-hmm. Then I just smoke a cigarette And look into the distance <laughs>
2: <laughs> Reminds me of a different time. Try to take a sip from an empty pint, <laughs> throw it across the room, grab your keys, and stumble out across the street to the liquor store.
1: <laughs> Please keep going. You're the king.
2: So uh, I think a lot of good things come of that. But I really, wh- where was I? I Double singing down. hymns. He yeah, doubled singing down singing hymns. 16. I think meeting in a community. There's a lot of good things. Taking care of the poor. All of those ideas are great. But what's not great is when you're surrounded by people that are saying masturbation is a sin, you're going to hell, Uh, all of these things. Uh, When I was made to evangelize strangers in really weird, deceitful ways, we took a trip out here to San Diego. And it's one of the biggest regrets I have is that we were, like, really manipulative and deceitful in the ways that we were trying to uh, talk about God and bring up this conversation. It was awful. What does that mean? Um, We had surveys, four-question surveys. First one starts out something like... What do you think the biggest trouble is facing teenagers and teens today? This, 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 or this. Oh, it had choices. Yeah, it'd be like drugs, violence. Uh,
1: pregnancy or something.
2: Pregnancy. Or maybe it'd be something like lack of faith or something. Ah. Just subtle. Uh-huh. And then as it got to, it would start getting more pointed. Do you think kids need more God or something like that? You know, it'd be like, uh-huh. what do you think? And then the third one would be like, what do you think about god is there a god or not and then like the fourth one is basically will you accept jesus christ into your heart
1: like a little trap
2: it was a little deceitful ugly dirty little awful trick that guess what no none of the people that i knew at that church the elders and the older people were approaching people and doing this creepy little deceitful odd little trap and trying to trick people into accepting jesus christ but so they sent out their teenagers to go do the dirty work for them it felt it felt ugly to me in, in hindsight and later. Right. It didn't feel honest. It didn't feel honest because even – because I remember I got into a conversation with a guy in Balboa Park, and it was me and another person. And this guy was so polite to keep talking with us, and I knew – like he's an intelligent person, and he's having intelligent, thoughtful answers and responses. And the, frankly, the person that I was with um, was not having intelligent conversation, mm. and, I, and I felt awful being a part of it.
1: You mean they were? They were you had you saw a man who maybe you envied actually. Yeah, that you were like, oh, here's a guy who's being thoughtful and not just yeah swallowing some other person's ideas. And we're just arguing and, and insisting and, with a way that you've been taught to fight back against that.
2: And it was really ugly. It was all like, yeah, but don't you think and what why, why why not yeah 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 can i interject Yes. when i go to
1: salt lake city i love to go to the mormon temple and i love talking to the missionaries and they'll try and i'll be like i know i know i know i know you have a i, I know you have a thing and i love you i really do i have a big heart for you but let's just relax let's just talk what what what's 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 it like working here just tell me oh like my gosh. is she annoying and they won't like one of them would and the older one would like not and it was so yeah. fun just for a moment kind of like you with your, with your friends who passed, just talking to them like people instead of talking to them like Mormon missionaries. Yeah. Like, you like crunchy or smooth peanut butter, just anything other. And it's like yeah. it's, they're not allowed to. and I, They're not allowed to like, talk about other things, but to see them kind of be like, I guess I could talk about this. or be like, the statue's pretty weird. You think Joseph Smith was that big? Scary, right? It's like a scary <laughs> Joseph Smith. And they'd be like, kind of like giggling a little bit. and yeah. One of them had a mustache, two girls. Oh, you can't wax if you love the Mormon G's. Mm. Keep going. I have no idea. <laughs>
2: ah.
1: I have no idea. Uh, we're, we're working up to the girlfriend. So you're in this cult Baptist church, basically. Yeah. So you felt like yeah. you were doing some and, dirty work.
2: And I, and I and I um but at the time I'm hook, line, and sinker. I'm all in. Mm. You know, I believe it and I'm reading my Bible. I'm really trying not to masturbate, and when I do masturbate, I'm hating myself. Uh, I'm hating myself a lot, You're
1: reminding me of some weird shit. Let's talk about that. Um,
2: Yeah, you know, I would really, you know, and then you try to go a long time, and then you do again, and you feel like an awful, awful, horrible person. You're the worst. I'm a hypocrite, right? And then we were like, we, you know, every week after church, we would have these, like, small group meetings, and, like, by this time, I'm getting into my teens and and, and stuff like this, and now I'm starting, like, I graduated high school. Now I'm into the young adults, whatever. We're having these small groups, and week after week, we're having the same conversations where it's like, kind of, how'd you do this week, buddy? It's like, oh, well, kind of fell back into the same kind of stuff, you know? So just be praying for him. And it was always like that. And it was like the same conversation over and over. you're
1: just saying. Every week in small group, when they said prayer requests, I would say lust.
2: Yeah, exactly. And that's what everyone's talking about. But I, I, I didn't I realized, even
1: say I've been jerking it a lot. Exactly, I said lust. lust. Yep. And then at the when we all graduated, I was like, you guys know I meant that I was masturbating. And they're like, yeah, we figured. And I was like, why didn't you all say lust? Weren't you masturbating? Some of them weren't. And those people are, you know, not better for it. I don't feel like it hurts. Someone, I think a friend hurt. recently hurt said he sexuality. got back from the
2: doctor and one of the, part of the prescription was ejaculate more often. Really? Yes. Yeah. Like a physical.
1: I've actually gotten that diagnosis before. And I was like, I don't know how that's possible,
2: but I'll go for it. Let me tell you, I could never get that diagnosis. Can I
1: uh, Can I interject? Uh, not interject, but I, you, you're reminding me of the guilt. I haven't thought about this in years. When I would, st- I would stop myself from coming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I thought, if I didn't come, it didn't count. Yep. So I would. You did that? Oh yeah, you try all sorts of stuff. This is listen to the words of insane people. I was so concerned that God hated me for jerking it. Yeah, I mean, like, can I? Uh, you know what I
2: would do with my own fifteen-year-old dick now? <laughs> I'd go to ten, the, 10 on that. <laughs> the kind of endurance he had. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we uh, yeah. I should have been. I, I have a lot of respect for that man I was. <laughs> Jesus. It's, it's such a oh, this sad. Is I sound like such a braggadocious, sad, uh, sentimental, masturbating shit.
1: No, I don't get any of that. <laughs> if, if That's you... what
2: it's vacillating between all these horrible things. If
1: you do, then I do too. We're in the canoe together. Love you, Pete. I love you too, man. Keep going. <laughs> so, so, so we hate jerking it. We're afraid of God. We're afraid um, of not being perfect.
2: And we're trying really hard to do what was right. Trying to pray, you know, right? Trying to read my Bible. Trying to uh, witness to others when I can. And you're almost playing. I compare it now to like playing a, a game. It's constantly like you're playing a game where it's like you're ranking yourself. How am I doing? Not too good. Trying harder. You're always gauging in, and everyone's sort of playing this game. Uh, the the, the faith game. It. Yeah, the faith game, and it's like. You're, You're th- also moving up in rank in the social status of the church, yeah. and it's like... Who's holier? Yeah. Holy offs. Yeah.
1: It's Who's like, the fonds of holiness?
2: It's all these things, and everybody's getting their sort of weird fulfillments in different ways. Amen. That. Thank you. Um, and there tends to be really charismatic, almost cult-like figures that tend to rise to the top at the center of it, that people all want to be like them and talk like them, and then that becomes the standard of holiness instead of... Jesus Christ or the Bible or whatever. Right. It becomes their interpretation yes. in this current time and, and yes. where we are. I almost said dispensation, but yeah, <laughs> that's, no, no. A, that's one of those bullshit words that gets thrown out, that they uh. think they're smarter because they use a word like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, No,
1: you're right. Your youth I, uh, pastor becomes the new Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Like he, my youth pastor called everybody Buddy. Exactly. And we'd be like, oh, you say Buddy. That's what, that's what
2: we do. Oh, you went to lunch with the youth pastor? Nice. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah anyway, yeah. I don't want to just hate on it, though, because I've it's okay. Uh, in, in, there, there's a there's a balance because I feel like uh, I think again there's some maybe potentially redeeming qualities about I the community.
1: I wouldn't change having gone through it. Right. I'm glad because it made my brain go through all these stretching gymnastics that I think allow me to have a different level of thought about it now. And it's also it kind of goes back to that chip on the shoulder. Now I have this chip that allows me to pursue and get my shit together in a way that I wouldn't if a girlfriend hadn't broke up with me. Or yeah. if a girl hadn't given me the hug. The traumatic church mm-hmm. experience is what enabled me and gave me the fuel to kind of pursue
2: hopefully the truth. Right. And it's one of the reasons I want to talk about it and I like being honest about that and about how I feel is because I think like there's a lot of people in caught up in the system and that could benefit sure. from it, sure. I think. And I mean, I it, yeah. I don't think all religion is, like, this terrible system, but I think there is a lot of religion that becomes this terrible system.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, horrible, like, injustices to gays or women or whatever in the Middle East. It can be a kid stopping himself from coming because he's afraid of the rapture.
2: It's almost on par, Pete.
1: I mean, you know, to me in my reality—
2: There's a lot of 14-year-olds out there stopping themselves from coming, and it needs to end. Yeah. (laughs) Let it go, boys let it go either oh either gosh. way
1: i mean god knew what you were doing so you might as well you know what's weird can you relate to this then the guilt becomes part of the cocktail it's like a speedball you mm. get high and then you get mm-hmm. low mm-hmm. so the like, mm-hmm.
2: you get to beat yourself up you get to yeah. and, it, and, and, the and the in that way is also a way it's a form of narcissism where you're still just obsessing over yourself about yes. whether or not god is <laughs> the God of the universe is
1: happy with you, and paying very specific mm-hmm. attention to you, a spotlight on you, and 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 that cleansing. That that's it's almost a not OCD, but it's in the ballpark of OCD. Of like, I used to, you know, the ritual of uh, when pornography came into the picture, looking at pornography, masturbating, deleting the history. Mm. There was something. Uh, like Jesus washing my sins away and mm-hmm. deleting the history seemed very similar. Like um, Internet Explorer and Jesus were in the same ministry. One had a button and one had to pray to. But either way, they were erasing that history and, uh, and that felt good. And then I got high again being like, and now mm-hmm. I'm holy again.
2: Mm-hmm. And I, I
1: stumbled. But doesn't that just make me more
2: interesting? Yeah, and uh, one of the reasons I want to be more honest about things like masturbating and all of these things is because I feel like the church is an institution that obsesses over the word truth. And yet it is so mired in lies and fantasy and not truth. Uh, you can't use vulgar language. You can't say fuck in church. Yeah. So you're already ostracizing the vernacular, the people, the lay people, right? So already it, be- it starts to become, Whoa, it's not for you. You start to, people start dressing up. And again, this is – the poor people don't fit in, right? They don't right. have the nice clothes. People start dressing a certain way. People start talking a certain way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right and
1: looking a certain way and being a certain way and all that sort of stuff. Like you were saying, imitating the different Jesus of that church. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I say this all the time on the show is that it's, it's a shame to me that um, something that is in the service of truth or, or, or is trying to be in the service of truth doesn't ha- – you should have every tool possible you shouldn't limit yourself and be like, I'm going to look for the truth, but I'm always going to be polite. Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm going to look for the truth, but I'm not going to talk about sex overtly. I'm going to say lust instead of jerking it. Oh. I think we would have gotten a lot more done if in my small group I was like, I'm jerking it most days. Yeah. Maybe my youth pastor would have been like, I get it. If I if I, if I was your age, I would be too.
2: Yeah, and instead I, I worry that it's like – this. I worry that this institution talks about truth and obsesses about truth but then creates a fiction – uh, uh, around people, and then there's people that turn it, get these weird, dark, secret, weird things that they're doing, and then all of a sudden it comes out. It's like, oh, this guy molested fifty boys, right? Because he's been or Ted Haggard, is, yeah, is, or Ted Haggard, Ted, Ted get Haggard,
1: prostitutes and all that, all that, sort of stuff. You're right. We we it's it's Disney, and mm-hmm. in the in, in those tunnels underneath Disney, instead of that's where you go to get a cup of lemonade with your Mickey head off, that's where you're fucking prostitutes.
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. we don't we don't live in Disney World,
2: yeah. Yeah. Are there some nice ideas in Disney World? Sure. Is it
1: fun to pretend we're in Disney World? Sure. So yeah. It's
2: expensive. It's also expensive. It's expensive. It's a lot of walking around waiting on the At along. the end
1: of the day, those trees are made out of like plastic.
2: I don't like it. First time I went to Disney World, not impressed. Really? This little kid, not impressed. Really? Yeah, because I loved TV so much, I wanted it to be like TV, and it wasn't. Sure. It was just like, oh, this stuff's all fake. Really? I wanted there to be real castles. I wanted to go. Yeah on an adventure, you know? You know
1: who likes Disney? Who? This guy.
2: Oh, I like it. I feel like such a jerk for not liking Disney.
1: No, uh, no.
2: It's I'll go. I'll go once in a while. Have a good time. It's only, it, It's only like, uh, I think in your plus
1: column. I, I look at my love of Disneyland as, a, as kind of like a shameful thing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm into this. I want to get Sebastian's autograph. <laughs> I'm a dirty man, and I want Sebastian's autograph. Okay, so how do we get to the PK? Pastor's kid.
2: Alright, so I'd start dating the pastor's kid, um, who's a great person. Uh again, very well meaning, also very caught up in the system. My goodness, can you imagine being the pastor's kid?
1: Well, talk about people that rebel. Oh, talk about yeah. people
2: that fuck in the Sebastian costume
1: and yeah. the underneath the
2: A lot of times titles. they do. This was not the case. I did not get myself one of those. <laughs> <laughs> you got a you got you got a good one. Yeah, I got a good one. Who was like really like earnest and um you know, again, just like me, it was uh, all in. Till so you're 16. 16 till I was, well, it probably started when I was 17, I guess, because I think it was till I was about 20. No, probably 16. You
1: three years. Three and a half years, yeah, And you were telling, like this was your fun fact that you would tell people, three years, nothing, <sighs> right? Uh, nothing happened.
2: Yeah. Three, Not a,
1: one H.J. A
2: three and a half year relationship. And no. there was no, uh, much like the, uh, the oppressed 14-year-olds that are, not coming, <laughs> coming with themselves. I you was, found someone I was to not chief come Chief among with. them, I was chief among them, chief, <gasps> chief amongst the sinners in this case. I was not coming and not coming and not coming. You were the Apostle Blue Balls. <laughs> it was.
1: You never got off your and loaves and fishes, and it's just like I'm she not. You wouldn't saying. even touch the loaves. <laughs> <laughs> there was one love she wouldn't touch. It. She'd graze against the fish in my jeans,
2: uh, but never long enough. And I'm not saying, I don't know that at that age, look, should people at that age be engaged in sexual activity? I don't know. Maybe not. Probably not. I would say probably not. But I would also say, have I had a more sig- significant, committed, earnest relationship since then? No. Not even close. I was in love with that person, and I was committed to that person.
1: That's. A, I, I'm surprised to hear you say this.
2: And it's like... And, but so we had everything except the You were really into sexual. it Yeah I was she totally was into it And it's like since then have I had a A sincere as Intimate committed anything relationship No Probably not like maybe I dated one girl That was How did it end cool. um, She broke up with me Why biblical reasons I don't know I don't know man Probably, I mean, there was probably a lot of reasons. It was probably a lot of her parents. It was probably a lot of her fucking friends. Oh my gosh, I tried so hard. I felt like I tried really, really hard for that. I felt like I put out an exorbitant amount of, of, of effort for a young man. Yeah, for a young man, I was real into it. You and, mean, but you... I shouldn't be bitter about that. I should learn from that experience and move on. And I think it. Yeah, it, but you could have done what I did, which is I got married when I was twenty-two. You could have done that. You're exactly right,
1: Pete. That, but wow. I mean like that could have been your life. So was that you? I mean is this how not not the same it's not it's not the same, but like You I, were getting J's. We were we were straight P and V right there. No bag
2: <laughs> Up top
1: We, <laughs> we were having P V and J's.
2: <laughs> no bag <laughs> <laughs> oh man, she I hope g- she was giving me my no bag lunch of P V <laughs> you know, and Jizz. S- somewhere there are dudes high fiving unironically over that statement. Uh, some idiots are was going, getting PV. Check it jizz. out, bro. Hooked up with a chick last night, no bag. Slap me some <laughs> skin, buddy. Open a beer. <laughs>
1: I uh Yeah, it was religion that, that uh was a huge factor in me getting married. And in fact, I've said this on the show before. But uh, if I this moment we had oral sex, I knew I was going to marry her, <laughs> and she knew that. And that is like one of the worst things you can know about a person. That when you're getting blown, you're not like oh yeah, you're like I wonder maybe a June wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I got to get a suit. So
2: you were already engaged at that point, or you just knew?
1: No, no, no. We were dating like a year. We were dating probably six months. She was she was much more evolved than I was. Uh, you know, and she was into that stuff and she had had sex before. And, uh, so she was kind of ushering. See, that's, I kind of wonder, cause you, you and I are similar. All right. So we had this like churchy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And sure, I, wonder, then, I
2: don't want to totally hate on. I'm sorry.
1: No, you're fine. I like some of it's okay. It's fuck vanilla, man. I, you That's a it's idea. It's, it's like, fuck
2: all the bullshit
1: about it. Sorry, yeah. Sorry.
2: No, go ahead. Fuck all the bullshit about it. There's so much of it. There's so much that's up to your opinion. See, this is why you
1: remind me of Will Ferrell, because you're so, so funny, and then you can get into this dark murk and just be like, (laughs) fuck all the bullshit! (laughs) And like when Will Ferrell gets mad, you see that he does have some real anger in there, and that's why it's so funny.
2: I am happy to... I proudly have rage to go to. I proudly have rage to go to. Oh, it's great,
1: it's great, it's great, it's great. So yeah, the bullshit is the bullshit. I understand that. And she broke up with you, and you don't really remember why.
2: Um... No, I don't remember. I remember the drive, though. I remember exactly the night it happened. I remember we were at church, and I remember it was like one of those, I'm really excited to see you. Like, it's been a couple days or something like that. I was like really excited to hang out with her afterwards. She was being kind of weird. And then uh, we were going to go out and do something afterwards, and she's like, can we just go drive around?
1: Oh, no. <laughs> she knew she had to do that. Can we just drive Can I offer you a hypothesis on why this relationship was so rewarding for you? I've actually been trying to write a bit about this. Is that structure is what makes things fun. Uh, Mm -hmm. You were participating within a structure. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You were both uh, participating in this idea of God Mm -hmm. and church. And you were uh, conforming to this idea of what a relationship should be based on these parameters that are outside of you. That other people can see you're obeying. And it's fun. Mm -hmm. And then like – Structure is also really fun. Then the idea of like main, being on that track, being mm-hmm. like we're going to get married. You guys were holding hands. and we're going to like have sex. It's going to be a big deal. It's a big deal when it's bad and you get to do it and it's good because you, you said some magical words first. That's good. That's what makes life better. Like if you were allowed to take your pants off anywhere, it wouldn't be fun to take your pants off in a hotel mm-hmm. with, a, with, like, with a person like, yeah. in a sex way. It's the rules that make – life interesting. So you hmm. were in such a structure of rules that it was probably like it was a heightened reality. We, yeah. don't, we don't want anarchy. We want something to rebel. We want a machine to rage against. So you mm-hmm. were big in that machine and you were playing by the rules and you knew the score and you were scoring well mm-hmm. and God liked you and your youth pastor liked you and your parents liked you and her parents liked you and then it ended. And then since then you haven't played with anybody in that world since. Right. You've just been playing with the anarchists who take their pants off. <laughs> yeah
2: (laughs) exactly i've been taking my pants off with anarchists (laughs) playing with uh yeah and um there's some of that yeah you know what i did i feel like i took a couple years to just debrief a little bit and still i guess i was still sort of around that system because uh i kind of got my start doing improv for churches it was all in the church world so not only did i have that experience but then that kind of Compelled me to like Well hey Maybe I'll drop out of college For a while And go travel with these guys And And, you did And I did And I did And you know It was one of those things Where I think Someone had to be in a place Where you're just crazy enough To do it Because they couldn't find people That were willing to do this Which I was shocked That people weren't wanting To go travel around Do improv But uh, So I did I just left And uh, then Saw a lot of A lot of A lot of Other church And part of it would be We would do Summer camps And we would do Eight summer camps in a row You know what a summer camp is? It's like, I've done them all my life. You've gone to them myself. been a counselor at summer camps. Gone to church camp. All these things. It's like a big high, right? It's like you create this big, euphoric, like, revival experience. And frankly, that's great the first week. Try to do it the second week. Try to do it the third week. Try to do it week eight. You mean revival in the sense of religious revival. Right. And so these many revivals were happening. It would be like a new camp for us every week. And we had just done six camps we've just had we've just been a part of six revivals now we're at number seven we just want to play halo <laughs> we just want to hide in our hotel room yeah. and play halo and it's of like you, you get a little you start to see kind of the other side of it that like oh this is there's a bit of illusion here
1: where was the illusion you mean you were going to the camps after the revival had cooled um,
2: it, yeah at the camps you'd realize oh all the people that are there for the first week are on this spiritual high. Yes. That's impossible for us to maintain. It's impossible for us to try to get on that same page after a while. It's like. Oh, you 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 guys couldn't get on the page. Yeah, it's like we're just there to do comedy. Yeah. We're witnessing revivals, but we've just witnessed six revivals. It's tough for us to try to buy into it. Buy into it again. So I think I just got so much church that I just needed to to take a step back from it for a little bit and get some perspective and I got a lot of perspective what
1: was the what was the comedy like for the I, see all I think is what you can't say
2: yeah we just uh, tried to keep it clean and we didn't do improv about the bible or something like that we just kept it clean and I, I still I'm proud of our shows I think we did funny shows and the guy my buddy Barry Hardley very funny man uh, Chip Conrad uh, uh, very funny guy <laughs> there's ever he been a Christian
1: improviser Chip Conrad <laughs> Hi, I'm Chip Conrad. I'm calling to see if you're interested in uh, youth group oh my improv. Gosh. Uh, let me not put you on
2: hold, Chip. It's a yes. It. He it. <laughs> it's he a yes. Nailed it. Chip was a go-getter. <laughs> Chip's still a go-getter. Uh, uh, and they made it work. They got like pretty popular. They were doing good, but it was short form. It was all short form. Sure. You know. Yeah. But then we saw. This is how I got into Upright, as I saw while I was on tour there. We went to see Upright Citizens Brigade. I saw long-form improv for the first time. Changed my life, Pete. I said, I can't do this short-form stuff anymore. And then eventually. How old? I mean, by that point, I'm probably 22, I think, by the first time. Which is set. 21, maybe, the first time I saw it. That's around the
1: time that I discovered long-form. And I was like, we've been doing it wrong. Yeah. There's something greater. Yeah. And then I immediately wanted to do that. Yeah. And then you did.
2: Yeah. That's when you moved to L.A. Yeah, and then I went back to school, finished college, moved out here to L.A., started putting in my time. Yes. Putting in the work. But since since PK... Since PK. You haven't dated
1: many people. I found that very surprising.
2: No, I have not dated many. I think I still have, um, as much as I ran rave about all this stuff, I still have, like, maybe some of... Uh, I don't know. I'm still kind of choosy, and I still don't want to go fuck the whole world. And p- and part of that concept makes me very sad. Like the idea of everyone fucking everyone. I th- I think I have a lot of sexual hangups. Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah, yeah. W- <laughs> bit, bit
1: sexual hangup in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God got in there. God got addicted. Yeah, got in he he? there. Yeah. Yeah. Want,
2: want, want to have holy sex, don't I? Yes, you do. Ooh, the saddest
1: kind. But that's that's fucking a Disney world. That's yeah. That's an exciting type of sex. And.
2: That's fake, too, because I bet – I I suspect that a lot of people get – Christians, good Christian people get into these relationships, and then, oh, what happens? There's infidelity later. It's because they have no idea what they're doing. They just – they've got into this relationship and maybe –
1: Well, you're not – okay, I don't know what you're doing, but when I was doing that, I wasn't honoring what I really wanted. But that's what's weird is I don't really – and it's not that I want to fuck everybody. It's that I wanted to be – Outside of the structure that we're talking about, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't want to be. I. I was playing like I wanted it, and it turned out that I didn't really want it. Mm-hmm. And now I am rebelling against that.
2: Against um, the marriage structure, you think?
1: Again, not just, not just marriage. Uh, the church marriage structure, the the fast track of you find somebody at your Christian college and you marry them. Yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what happens. Everyone I know did that. And they're were, all divorced.
2: And terrifying <laughs> terrifying ceremonies around that. Remember, have you they're ever heard of a divorced. ring down? No. What's a ring down? It's when all the girls go to all, run around, knock on all the doors, yelling, ring down something. And then they have this weird tradition that somebody got engaged. And it's this whole weird, creepy, cult-like tradition that worships the idea of marriage. And you're not good unless you're getting married. And, well, yeah.
1: If you were graduating and you weren't married, it was a big deal for some of the girls.
2: I sound so much more bitter about this than I am. Maybe, but maybe, I'm exactly, maybe I sound exactly as bitter as I am. But I don't look at it as bitterness. I think you're being engaging. Okay. And I really like it. Thanks for, Pete. You're a very reassuring
1: person. Thanks you're a for good being person. A, you're I trust a good you. Guest. You're being a good guest. I like it a lot. I'm just
2: trying to be – I just want to be a good guy. Oh all do.
1: But, that, okay, see, that's the that's – the, uh, the, the, I'm surprised that – I don't know why I'm surprised I'm just going to tell you that I felt the need, once I shed some of that churchy stuff, to then go, I'm going to look, I'm going to go into these different shops and see what they're offering. Mm -hmm. Some of them being like, I'm going to date, I dated a girl that was very sexually educational, you know what I mean? And I'm Mm -hmm. looking for that for you. Where's the girl that's going to really like open? Pete,
2: have you finished your homework? (laughs) It's all sex time. I'm just drawing boobs. (laughs) All right, turn it in, Pete. Yeah, I have. Mm, You haven't scored well on this, have you? Did I get a double D?
1: (laughs) 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 But, I mean, like, that was important for me. And then, like, uh, and then... uh, Dating people with different religious beliefs was important for mm-hmm. me. Dating people that were atheists, dating people that uh, were Jewish, dating people that whatever. That was important. And I don't see I still see it. Maybe it's not a bad thing, but I see a hesitancy in you to start getting out there and getting some dirt on you.
2: Which yeah. I, yeah. And I think part of it is um it's so many things, Pete. Where do you start? Um but yeah, it's certainly uh lasting effects of that thing and uh Yeah. So I don't know. I want to find a balance. I want to, I want to find someone to date that I like. You know I just what's want weird? to like somebody.
1: I understand that. I understand that. You know what's weird that, that you really reminded me? How old are you now? 31 years old. That's right. I've so, begun my ministry. So, Oh, and I'm about to die. Yeah. I'm 33. Yeah. These are Jesus jokes, guys. He started uh, at 30, right? 30. He started at 30. You're in the sweet spot of your ministry. This is it. This Things is what you're looking at it from. Yeah. Yeah. You're in Galilee. I when I heard you say this, it gave me a very powerful flashback to my uh, churchy thing, where I got divorced 28, eight, twenty eight, wasn't I? And uh, and then I would be like, I would I would date people, I would go out with people, but I'm so choosy. And then when you say that, I wonder, and I, I'll just put it to you, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I think I used to hide behind the idea that I was choosy. I was just, I just mm. don't meet anyone that I was that I like. When really. You could find someone that maybe you would like, and you could go out with them, and possibly have sex with them at some point. And then, like, that was so scary that I would just be like, "No, I'm waiting for someone really special, aren't I?" Mm-hmm. And like, when is that ringing your bell? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's scary. It's scary out here, man. I was in that bubble. I was in the Pop-O-Matic bubble with you, and it was fun. And you know what's outside the Pop-O-Matic bubble? Trouble. <laughs> What am I, a fucking genius? That is a hilarious ah. joke. That's a hilarious joke made from scratch on a trouble. free podcast. Because the game Trouble had the pop-matic bubble, yeah, didn't I it? Yeah. I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't. But there is trouble out there. And but like I, I don't know. I look, I don't have it figured out. I'm telling you what I did. Churchy, 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 churchy married, churchy, churchy married, married, divorced, no longer churchy. Then I was like, fuck it, man. I want a motorcycle and I'm gonna ride into different towns. And Bingo. get in trouble. I got a motorcycle. Do you? hmm
2: I don't really have a motorcycle. hmm Do you? hmm You do? It's just little, so it, it barely qualifies. See, you're like the coolest. But it's a little guy.
1: You're like a cool guy. Mm-hmm. But, like, again, I'm on the other side. I don't know if we should be protecting your purity.
2: I don't know what to do with it either, Pete.
1: Do we protect it, like the rose in, uh, in Beauty and the Beast? Or do we smash that thing and say this is all pretend? Let's- Let there be no delusions, though. This
2: I'm, you know, I'm not a saint, a church boy, right? I'm not a choir boy. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, I saint. understand.
1: You're a far more interesting thing. You're a former church boy, which mm-hmm. is what I am too. Mm-hmm. And boy, is our our brains are fucking weird Tetris fucking games, weird. aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And we got to get those special new Tetris pieces that break up the pieces, like the bomb and the hammer. We got to get in there. But I don't. I'm not here to tell you I have the answer. I'm just
2: telling you what I'm doing, and, and I, I appreciate have, that. Yeah, okay. I really appreciate that because I get you get a lot of the other side, which is like, here's exactly what you should do. Yeah.
1: What do people tell you to do?
2: I've got friends that tell me, go fuck everybody. Yes. You just need to go out there and get laid, dude. Get deep in it. Like, Yeah. oh my gosh. You're, terrible yeah. advice. Yeah. It's terrible advice to just go indiscriminately fuck. Unless that's... Advice that's good for you. Then
1: see, that's whatever. not for me either. That's not for me either. There's a there's a way to be true to our hearts and to our upbringing. There's a way to honor the good parts of our upbringing right. and also get a little Bukowski in there. Bukowski hated Disney World. Yeah, you know what I mean. I love Bukowski. Bukowski. So of course much. you do. You know it. why you fucking I love, love Bukowski? Because so he's inside of you. Damn I it, have... he's fucking inside of you and he's mad. And we. I'm not saying you're gonna like fucking go on a bell tower or some shit, but like. We need to throw Bukowski some raw veal every once in a while, yeah. otherwise
2: we end up doing some fucked up shit when we're in yeah. our fifties. Yeah. Ooh. Sometimes we just need three jiggers of whiskey and a half water glass.
1: Yeah, right? Yeah. Jesus fuck, man. Love that guy. God damn it. Of course you do.
2: Um, but he gets it. And this is a guy that, here's what I like about Bukowski. I feel like Bukowski is more honest than all of the Christians I know. Of course he is. He's crucifying himself for us. Every day. Every day. He's ripping himself open and probably exaggerating slightly but he's created this persona that is like the worst and he talks about his farts and his shits and yes. his itchy ass and, yes. and, and but then he'll hit you with the beauty too yeah. from time to time because you isn't that
1: glimpse. what it is? Yeah,
2: it's, it's beautiful because it's in spite of all in, in spite of all these other things about the man he's got a few redeeming qualities and he wrote all about it for you yes
1: that's what we were talking about when, when you're a, a youth pastor. You don't have every color on the palette. Bukowski yeah. does. He's yeah. painting with shit brown. Yeah. And he's pa- painting with cum white. And he's painting with the heaven's blue. You know what I mean? He's painting with another white that's God's beard. You the know what I mean?
2: embroidered cloths. He's painting with them as well. He
1: paints with all of them. And isn't that... It's not Bukowski. That
2: was... Else. It
1: doesn't truth demand all in, like you were saying, yeah. double down, yeah, a yeah. pursuit in every way. But that's why I, if I'm doing anything, I'm, encur- I'm not encouraging you to fuck everybody. And people told me to fuck everybody.
2: All in, David Petraeus. What does that mean? All in. That's the name of his book. That the uh, the person, the person he was fucking, uh, wrote the book, and she titled it All In. <laughs> oh no. What's her name? Called something. Well, uh, that lady, that woman. <laughs> but I am encouraging you
1: and me to do our best to live a life that helps us shine some light into the darker corners where there might be some truth yeah and not be afraid yeah but also not be afraid if you don't want to fuck other people if you don't want to go right. i'm not asking you to go out and whore it up but I am asking you are
2: you because if you ask me Pete I'll uh, do it yeah I know I that. will walk outside right now <laughs> I will I will whore it up and down Pete because
1: you're my little robot aren't you yeah
2: suck off a bunch of dudes yeah. won't I in, a, in a Mercedes because that's what I, I put on the code yeah
1: put it on the code put it in your little floppy disk drive you're
2: Climbing the back seat of a Chevy Cavalier yeah then the floppy
1: drive goes to your hard drive yeah. doesn't it give a hand job to a construction worker just because I told you to yeah you got to do it okay but I don't you know it's so. It's funny. It's a funny world. Have a pretzel. You've earned no, it. I don't Have want a pretzel. You want a crisp? Oh, wait. Do you want a crisp? Eat a crisp? No, I don't need a crisp. Do I? You know, it comes up a lot on the show. What we want and what's expected of us. And you and I lived the Heisenberg principle. The things that are being watched behave differently. And you were being watched. Mm. Not only by your fellow Christians, but also by this God, the lifeguard God, Mm -hmm. the God that's watching and cares if you come when you're jerking. (laughs) So you acted differently. Don't spill your seed. And that yeah owner. On, on the dirt, yeah. Yeah. That which is a verse about how you're supposed to impregnate your your brother's wife if you if she's widowed.
2: Yeah, because God used to talk to people and sometimes he God would tell people to go fuck their friends. He would tell yeah. people who to fuck and who not to fuck. But now he doesn't do that anymore because we're in a different dispensation, aren't we? Yeah. Problem solved.
1: Yeah. Cuz God doesn't talk directly to us anymore does he? No. He doesn't no. need to. Now,
2: he talks through your pastor, doesn't he? So yeah. go there, yeah. keep on munching on gray goo, turn into a zombie, won't you? <laughs> Eating up slop, yeah. Whatever you say, blah, blah, blah. I'll repeat it, yeah. Tell me to do something weird. I'll approach strangers and do weird things. Try to convince them to believe what I believe. So they don't burn in hell. Everyone's going to burn in hell if they touch their wieners. So don't do it. So don't do it, do you? That's some primal scream therapy. Yeah, you don't want to. That's don't do it.
1: What's that called? Uh, it's like gostic therapy. Gestalt. You just did some gestalt therapy. You just yelled at God, basically. But, but oh, So that's what I'm saying. It's not about fucking or not fucking. I love when Gil chooses to walk by. Hi, little Gil. It's not about fucking or not fucking Gil. Bye, buddy. <laughs> There's a little person There's a little, there. little 10-year-old boy who walks by
2: sometimes. He's, he didn't hear this. He didn't hear that.
1: It's not about that. It's about honoring the different sides of what's inside of us. And it's about what do you want when you're not being watched? Hopefully it's not some really fucked up weird shit, but hopefully there's a healthy and responsible way to satisfy the urges so you don't Mm -hmm. become some sad, repressed
2: dad. Right, right. And um, I think I don't want to swing the other way because there's this really annoying other side of this where it's just like everything is okay. Nothing matters, man. Just do your thing, bro. Do your thing, bro. You got to just be you, man. Just be you so much. I'll be me so hard. That's the answer. It's just to be myself so hard. Just to go fuck everybody. Just be me. That's yeah. not. That's that's bad advice. And then and then, I've I've met people that are on that side that are more proselytizing than the cons- than the sure. Christians. Sure. And trying to c- convince you that uh, you need to believe what they believe, which is nothing.
1: What's weird is I am so much more in that anno- that second annoying guy's voice now. Yeah, I know, but I hate it too. Do you understand that a majority of things that I do in my life, I, I'll feel conflicted about yeah. and and upset about, and uh, there's all this programming that I have to rebel against or try and change, and then and then there's there's the there's the yearning and the missing of that belonging to the church and the sure, and sure. the feeling like you're in the structure that's going to heaven and that that is okay with the Lord and all that stuff, yeah. But I don't know. I think it's. I think it's in between. I think
2: we need to be more honest uh, about that. We don't like if even if a pastor would say, "Hey, this is what I believe," but I'm, but you know, that's just my take, and I'm not sure. If someone was brave enough to say, "I don't know. I'm not sure. This yeah. is my guess, and this is the way I'm operating yeah. and, and making my decisions. This is how I'm leading my life. Great. Yeah. Go for it. Just be willing to admit that you do not know. Yeah. And the answer isn't that I have to know something in my head a certain way. Right. And hold it there a certain way if you believe it just right. Yeah,
1: when did that become a virtue to be like, I know the truth perfectly. I know the perfect truth and I'm not open to anything else.
2: Yeah, at different times, all these different people that you claim to be a part of their lineage believed vastly different things. Yeah. And you can't just say, well, then they were wrong and they go to hell. We got it right now.
1: Right. Right now.
2: Right now. Right now in this moment in the billions of years. Well, they say – Thousands, but right, which is ridiculous. So you you remain picky. I remain uh, picky. I want to I want to like a girl. I want I want to be more open to it. I also think here is what happens to me: is uh, if if I if I really like a girl, I think I turn into a weirdo, and then it's done. And then isn't that funny? You know, it's like self defeating.
1: I do that too. Like you like somebody, and then you are just like, who is this guy? No, there is like a guy. It's like a baseball game. You got another guy on the bench. They meet the pitcher, and you are like, yeah, you want to go on a date. Hey, Bernie! Yeah, yeah, Bernie comes over.
2: What do you got for me? What do you got?
1: <laughs> You're going to go on a date for me, Bern. Oh, great. Great yeah. A date. Yeah. I really like her, though, Bern, so don't oh, fuck it up, yeah, okay? yeah,
2: I'm going to show her my big border. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk
1: about boobs and bonus. No, 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 Bern. Be like me. Oh okay? no, no! Yeah, I'm gonna think about
2: her all the time, no. and then I'll be real nervous when no. I talk to her. Bernie, yeah. don't!
1: I'm a, I'm a I'm a confident guy. She fell for this confident guy. No, so no. be that guy.
2: Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Oh, I I bet. We, oh, she's the one, probably. No, don't think she's too probably probably far ahead,
1: Bernie. When I met her, I was very much in the moment, and we had a nice little moment. I just want to take it one day at a time. Oh my gosh! She, don't think about the future. She okay? She
2: probably hates me. Why would that?
1: No, don't go there, Bern. She probably she doesn't feel any way about us. We're going to go out. We're going to take it easy. I'm
2: not going out there. No, I'm you got to get out, out Bernie. No, I made the plan.
1: I made the plan. I look, look at the look at my iPhone. It's all day, okay? Oh, you got so, it all down. You, now, that is so, a plan, Janet. We're going to go out with Janet, okay? Just go to a restaurant, see what happens. All right, all right. Yeah, and then Bernie goes and shits on the table, and he shits on the table. <laughs> Fuck you, Bernie. I, I don't know. I
2: had to shit,
1: Bernie. Jesus, you keep doing this. We're I gonna, don't know. We're going to be that weird old guy that's alone.
2: You nervous. I'm going to be
1: at a Wilco concert, fat and old and alone because of you. You know what? Next time I'm going to go on the date. But that doesn't happen, does it? <laughs> 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 you know, that guy's never been oh, on a date. It's man. always been Bernie. It's always. Fuck Bernie the date monster.
2: It's a date monster.
1: Oh, Jesus the Christ.
2: Yeah, it's bad. And then, um, and then I can't just be, like, casual, like, hey, let's hang out sometime. You want to hang out? Like... Or, 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 like have fun like I would if I'm just with a friend. I'd be like, I can't just say like, hey, you're an idiot. Come out, with, come on, let's just hang out. Please hang out, like confident, just like have fun like that. It's always got to be this weird thing where I get really nervous, and then it builds up to a thing, and then they're like, I think they sense that
1: you can learn it though. Yeah, I don't have it figured out, but you remind me a lot of me. And since I've been you, or a lot like you, I have figured out ways to just be a little bit more direct. That's yeah. why I love the following story. You know what story I'm talking about. This story is, is just – it may be the only difference between you and I because you hate this story and I'm using the word love here. I love the following story. And you fucking tell it proud. You tell this story proudly. I'm putting on my bell shoes, and I am here to support you.
2: This whole thing has only been awkward things. There's going to be no part of this that I'm not uncomfortable hearing. It's called You Made It Weird, baby.
0: (laughs) Ah, He eats a banana.
2: Ah, as he licks his banana fingers. You made it weird, baby. (laughs) He just put on some aviator sunglasses. Uh,
1: Do you know how many times (laughs) I wake up in the night thinking about something I said on the show? You made a weird, baby. Every night. Almost every day.
2: And that's the one?
1: I'm going to wake up in, in, in the middle of the night tonight and be like, I told thousands of people that I used to stop myself from coming. That's something you, you'd never tell. I... And we both told it. What, are we both in the boat? That's right. Let's eat one of these pretzels.
2: Okay, I'll tell it because um, I'll say this. in This the, story... In, in the spirit of... This used to be uh, uh, something that I was like the most ashamed of. Yeah. It was like... Um, and I wouldn't tell anybody like for like probably a year after it. Afterwards, until I finally told like one of my best friends, I don't
1: understand. I just felt you're setting up the story wrong. This is a great story. You should tell blind <laughs> okay. dates the story.
2: Yeah, I don't know why I took it so like. Oh my gosh, I can't believe. Anyway, I, I felt like weird about it, and I still do. But in the spirit of uh, seeking out truth, we've all done shit, people. I don't we've think this all- is. I don't think this is that kind of story. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not bad. Uh, whatever. Let's just tell it. Okay, building it up too much. So I'm post PK. Relationship, by a ways. Yes. I've been going to college for a while and I dropped out to tour doing Christian improv kind of. Mm-hmm. Not really. We were just touring. We do church shows. We do shows anywhere. Wherever. Anywhere we could get a show. Uh, so we're traveling and because uh, <laughs> I dated a girl for three and a half years mm-hmm. as in my teenagers, I, teenage years I'd never like been that I never was that guy that had a story about like oh man I was at a party and I made out with a girl that yeah. was like never I just didn't have that story mhm um so I was kind of like trying to be like I wanna you know I wanna make out with a girl I want to, I'm a in my 20s my goodness three jiggers of whiskey I'm not I wasn't even at that point like I wanna have sex it was just like I would like to be physically make out with a, per, with a girl yeah, And yeah, like yeah, yeah. and that would be cool uh, and so I was like consciously trying to like maybe I'll be better I'll try to uh I'll try to, you know, be more direct is always what they say, right? And I'm trying to get some tips where I can. See, this is your Bukowski. Somewhere in my mind, somewhere in my brain. You went
1: Bukowskiing.
2: Oh, and the other thing to note is I had not smoked pot in like five or six years, and I was just beginning to start trying that again. You went on what a Bukowski trip. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> this is sake. Have some. Oh, my gosh, sake. Sake it to you. Should I just... Austin Powers. Drink it? Yeah, just drink a little. Someone, uh, one of the lovely petitioners here at uh, Meltdown... Oh, that's good. Gave it to us as a Christmas gift.
2: I hope it's sake and not someone's urine.
1: (laughs) It does look a lot like piss. Keep going. I'm going to have some (laughs) too. Drink
2: it. Let's hope we don't die. Um... Okay, so that's, that's this is a terrible story. Let's get it over with. I love this story. Uh, Every day. So I, think, I also hadn't smoked pot for a while, and so I was just getting back into that. So if you haven't smoked in a while, you can kind of – you go to you go to outer space, dude. Remember what I was talking about? I don't go to outer space, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go to outer space, dude. So I went to outer space, dude, and uh, we were like – we were in a college town. We had one friend there that we were staying with in her place, mm-hmm. right? We go out, and I must have been 21 by this point because I could drink. We go out, we have a few drinks, Friend, she's got some friends and roommates, and we're just like crashing on the in the living room, right? So she's got some friends and roommates, and so we're hanging out, and one of her roommates I'm quite keen on, quite taken with this person that I've met all of, like an hour and a half ago who
1: cares two hours ago airport beauty
2: yeah exactly airport e- beauty exactly this exactly. is poetic
1: this is a great story this is
2: airport beauty and i'm like really crushing on this girl it's like we're on tour you know and i'm like trying to kind of embrace that life it's like oh you know we're we're cool right we're doing shows yeah. for a living we're doing comedy yes you know at this point i'm kind of first calling myself a comedian for the yes. first time feeling cool about that uh so i'm trying to have some confidence but here's the thing. I'm not reading the situation. I'm an, an idiot. idiot. Don't, don't, don't say okay, that. Okay. I think
1: you read it just fine. So
2: we yeah. Every listener is going to
1: love this story. We hang
2: out. The person we're seeing ends up kind of hitting it off with somebody. They disappear. Uh, somebody else goes to bed. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we've smoked. We've imbibed marijuana, and it's wonderful, and it's doing its great little magic trick. It's sending me into outer space. And and it's also uh, combining with the other, other chemicals in my brain to tell me that uh, it would be a good idea to – be direct and see if I could make out with this girl.
1: Yes, weren't you
2: talking about getting off? Hang on. Yeah. Oh, I'm Hang sorry. Hang on. Oh, I'm sorry. So jump the gun. In my so everybody so she announces that she's going to bed. I'm going to bed. To which I'm like, oh, bummer. But maybe. <laughs> Let me tell you, folks. She announces she's going to bed. There is no but maybe. But in my mind, there was a but maybe. And
0: uh, There's I just always remember a but maybe.
2: John. I, I, I'm pacing. I remember just pacing, like, trying to get up the confidence, like, okay, just, you can you can do this. You can just, like, just be direct, you know? And my stoned mind goes back to some, it's either, like, either I read it somewhere or I saw it in, like, it was with, like, a porn star or it was read from a Playboy. It was some terrible representative yes. to be... To be taking counsel from. But at this point, for some reason, my mind latches onto this this article about a girl. And it's like, what's the sexiest thing anyone could ever say to you? And it's basically, her basically response was like, I just want to get you off. Like, Yes. yes. And in my brain, my 21. Outer space brain. <laughs> outer space, post super conservative Christian awkward doesn't know how to. Anyways, brain. I convinced myself that this will be a good idea. And I remember my heart's racing and I'm just like. I'm going to do it. I'm going to just straight up ask somebody. You
1: had to have gotten a signal from this girl. An elbow brush.
2: She, I mean, yeah, like we a rode beside touch. each other to get beer on, on the way to, you know, get alcohol or something. We rode beside each other, maybe. Yes. A, any touching? There was barely any sing- signals. It's like, well, we're sitting free of in a back seat, so there's there was probably touching, you know? Like, yeah. But it's because out of necessity. Oh, goodness. The, I. I'm a wiser man now. I'm a wiser man now. So. Or are you? Because oh, this man, idiot. this man in this story is the best He's man. Tell me. He's the best man. So. You. So she, the lights are out. It's dark. I knock on her door. Yeah. I open the door and this is what I hear come out of my mouth. Hi. Um, I was wondering if you would like me to get you off before you go to bed. I love And it's like, I mean, it's like this. a dream. It's like my body's being operated by something. I'm in a distant place, and I'm like, just like almost shaking, like, oh, my God, I said it. I really said it. And she, her response.
1: Listen, it, okay, before you even judge, right? When you told me the story, I thought her response was going to be calling the cops.
2: I her know. Her response was. She should have. No, she shouldn't have. Her response was, oh, thanks, but I'm on my period. Which to me, Katie, we're going to bring
1: Katie in on this,
2: means if I weren't on my period... no, no. No? That was an excuse. She's being so nice. You can't go from zero to a million. You can't go, hey, you just met me. I thought maybe there was, maybe in in my version of the story, there was a little bit more chemistry. No, 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 no. (laughs) This is why I've been so ashamed of the story. It's horrifying in my mind. It's like, it's so void of no context clues, no subtlety, just like, ugh.
1: I was just assuming you weren't seeing them, that there were context clues that you just weren't picking up on. Because that man, a stoned man, does not make that choice without something. Maybe he does, though, it was the point totally, that we're learning.
2: Yeah, it was like a culmination of, I, I want to be better. I, I want to have this experience. And yeah. then just like, really, a terrible. I've
1: also done that. You remind who's the, who's me. Who's the
2: guy that went to pitch? Who's the guy that went to bat? Yeah, Bernie. Bernie, Bernie. Bernie
1: went, I'll get you off. Get, uh, met you. I've done that. Ugh. Can I? Here's the story I'll swap with you. I, re, I really hate myself for this story appropriately, everybody, so don't No. Like- that boy was a goddamn explorer. He had a tri-cornered hat and a raft that he tied together with his dreams. He was so pie-eyed. And he was pie-eyed and sailed to that girl's dark room and
2: into the darkness spoke fucking light! No, but here's... What if what if she had said yes? Boom! What would I have done? I would have done a... Ter- I would have failed. No. Fuck that. Erase that
1: memory. We're rewriting history. You would have succeeded. You would have taken her to New
2: England. Well, I'll tell you what. I would have paid attention. I would have paid attention to her, and I would have treated her like a person. Can I tell you something?
1: I, here's the story I will swap... Really? Here's the story I will swap with you. Here's the story I've, I'll swap
2: I've with I've only done things on this... Tonight, in the hour and a half that we've been talking, that would terrify my mother and father. Your mom will not listen to this I'll talk show. To you. I will tell her not to listen. Sorry, guys, I'm just a human, just a regular guy.
1: I know we're not our super boys. They thought we were super boys. Thought we
2: were super boys. Turns out we we're jerking off and hating ourselves for it.
1: Okay, okay what were you going to say? You're, you're making a good point. Here's the story I'm going to swap with you. Great, because I because you were vulnerable. I've done. <laughs> <laughs> I've done. I've done almost worse. I was on a shoot. And so that's a that's a thing, and I'm like, "Ooh, this is a shoot. This is an exciting shoot. It's mm. one of the Batman videos. Mm. I'm Batman. I'm fucking Batman. Batman gets girls, doesn't he? Come on. But you have to understand. I'm churchy too. I don't know what I'm doing. I've never picked up girls in bars and stuff. So we go <clears throat> to an after party at uh, at uh, the Ye Rustic Inn, ah. lo- where we went love after, rustic after our show after our shoot. So I was there and. I just got in my head, I was like, there was just a girl who was just mildly friendly to everyone. She was friendly to everyone. And like you, I got in my mind, I was like, I think this is what yeah. people do. I hear lore, I hear tales of people being like, yeah, I go out and I uh, met a girl. And I was like, I want to make out, not even necessarily fuck, but I was like, I want to make out with this girl. She's the girl. Yeah. But I also knew I had to get up Mm -hmm. early in the morning. (laughs) So I got to the bar and my friend Oren was there. Promptly bought everyone shots. And the second those shots were gone, promptly bought everyone more shots. I was trying to get everyone fucked up and myself enough to be like, do you want to get out of here? Fucking of course not. You built up zero rapport. But I say fucking in the stink of a bat suit. (laughs) To a woman who was like, "Why was? uh, What is happening?" This fucking lesbian Vale Kilmer leans over and like, "You want to get out of here?" Because that's what I heard you're supposed to say. No, I don't want to get out of here. You get out of here. That's me. At least you spoke into the darkness and went to bed. I walked home alone. <laughs> ah, ah, you amazing. get out of here. Yeah, you get out of here. Oh, that's the best. It's the that's worst. Great. Yeah, it's a hard. It's a hard uh, thing. What are you going to do? So let's talk about something else that's uh, ho- awkward. Yeah, let's talk. Let's cover your friends because we did talk.
2: We mentioned that. Yeah. Do you want more sake? I'm uh, all right. Go for it. Hmm. I don't so, know what sake is supposed to taste like, but
1: what does it taste like? It tastes like. It's very dry. It's incredibly dry. Kind of tastes like soap that you'd have in a Japanese hotel. Mm, Mm -hmm. Soap tenants. If you smelled like that, no one would be like, you smell gross. It'd be like, you smell dry. Smell. Bud dry. Mm -hmm. Oh, before we talk about your friends, which is a heavy topic, Mm -hmm. when we were on set, I wrote down every bit we did. He's on camera. Oh, let's do that. It's an offense.
2: That's an offense now, isn't it, mate? (laughs) Isn't it? That, right there, that. Tapping on my auto, that's an offense, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Excuse me, mate. That right there, that's an offense. (laughs) You've done it.
1: This is a YouTube video that I haven't even seen. you got to see the
2: video. The the original video is much better. It's a a guy on a bike getting cut off by a guy on a car. Guy on the bike taps on the car. Guy in the car makes him pull over, gets out. That's an offense now, isn't it, mate? <laughs> and polite it's people yeah. yelling. And they, they have the most polite confrontation you've ever seen, and it's wonderful.
1: I was trying to change lanes, wasn't I? Yeah. And you came into
2: my lane. Didn't you? Yeah. And yeah. They both present their sides, and then in the end it's like, all right, I see that. Yeah. Okay, fair point. <laughs> all right, shake hands. Cheers, mate. And they shake hands, and they get in their car, and they, they part, friends. That's the best thing in the world. Ooh, suck,
1: suck, suck on your teenager's mom. Yeah. Let's sing it. This is a song we wrote. Suck, suck, suck 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 on your teenager's mom. Suck, suck, suck on your teenager's mom.
2: Suck, suck, suck suck on your teenager's mom. It's your teenager, so the mom is your wife.
0: Sucks. (laughs) Repeat, repeat.
2: You would repeat that all goddamn day. This was towards the end of the journey up the creek near Kurtz.
1: We were going crazy. Let's see. Let me make sure I got everything. I'm looking at my notes. I think that's it. So let's talk about let's talk about your friend. It'll be a heavy ending, but it'll be a nice sure, ending. Sure, Um I am very proud of the ghosts that haunt me. <laughs> well, what ha- you told me what happened, but tell the listeners what happened.
2: So um, you, ha- you have two tattoos from two friends. Yeah, um, both of them used to be a lot more talkative. Because they're dead, mate. Because they're dead now, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Bet you can think of five friends right now. Name all of them. Think of the hair color, the eyes, right? Go up, call them on the phone if you want. Me, I gotta contact Satan to talk to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not only are they dead, they're in hell? Yeah, no. Uh, no, but they've, they, they've passed on. Um, and, and, <laughs> whatever that means, I try to transition Satan. out of it. <laughs> I, I gotta know. have a seance, talk to mine. <laughs> oh, with smelling salts and a heater. Uh, you, text message, no prob. You talk
1: to a witch doctor Are they here yet? Yeah Can you see them? So
2: one of them This is in high school Uh, So this is after high school First thing that happened to me Was a best friend uh, That lived next door to me I grew up with It's my friend Mark Was in a tragic accident uh, uh, About a month after We graduated high school Uh, A tragic car wreck Involving drinking and driving And one of my best friends uh, And that was a The first glimpse of This Horrible, tragic experience. Um, you mean life? Mark did not die, though. Mark lived, uh, oh, no. but he is severely affected as a result. Um, oh, he's still I'm, alive. Yeah, and I'll probably go visit him when I go back to Ohio. But he's in a really, really serious state. He can. He only has. Uh, he can communicate. He can move his thumb, and he can answer yes and no that way, and he can say maybe through his thumb. And he can like blink his eyes on command and stuff. And uh, but that, so that was the first one. Um, and Mark, but Mark amazingly survived, lived, but he, uh, it's so really, anyway. It's like, uh, what is that butterfly movie? The, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, um, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, that's a whole crazy thing. That, he was hit um, by a drunk driver. He was drunk driving and, and he was drunk. Yeah, driving. Yeah. yeah. Single car accident. Okay. So a couple years later after that, not to breeze over it. My God, I love that person. And, uh, the, but that was like the first glimpse of this tragedy, but Mark lived, um, uh, the, and at that point I was still really Christian So I wasn't there I wasn't at the party Like there's a part of me that feels a little frustration Like maybe I was uh, away from some of my friends When I should have been there It's like no, I sh- should have been at that party I shouldn't have been hiding out in an incubator Confirming my self-righteousness
1: Right uh, Like if you you have guilt that It, it doesn't seem uh, reasonable But I mean like you maybe could have maybe. Been a positive influence yeah. at the party
2: Yeah, maybe it would have been just a little different
1: <laughs> it's hard to talk about this. Yeah. We want to do the voice. Would've been a little bit yeah, different in
2: yeah. A, yeah, who
0: knows, right?
1: Yeah.
2: But um uh, instead I was doing my devotions and hating and and uh and whatever whatever I was involved in that world. Uh so then uh, cut to a couple years later, uh I'm in college and uh, you know, you got some nice downtime. Uh, uh I'm in college and some friends uh, it's hard to explain all the friend connection, but uh my friend Jake uh, and I, we used to be in a band together in high school, and then uh, afterwards we were great friends. We smoked weed together all the time, uh, and he was just one of the truest, he smartest people I knew and uh, funniest people. His sense of humor was unbelievable. Um, and so we really hit it off, and we had this um, really fun friendship uh, and then my buddy Gus is a, a guy I met at college who was friend of a friend, and then turns out he was in the same area. Where we're both bored, led to uh, just an inseparable friendship where we literally hung out every day. It was like I'm done with class, great, let's go hang out, smoke weed, go bowling. Whatever, Uh, or go to OU, and and we were just like kind of inseparable like that. And then Gus and and, uh, Jake became friends, and we we all kind of just ran around together. Anytime we could uh, get away from school, (laughs) and on the weekends, and take trips to OU. But during this time, we also became, you know, we were sort of uh, experimenting. And, uh, you know, drugs, start experimenting with drugs. And uh, uh, more than just marijuana, which is um, where I draw the line these days. Talking about the cocaine. Yeah, uh, a little bit, trying that. Mushrooms, amazing, acid, fine, Uh, heroin, oh shit, Uh, we're doing heroin. You're injecting heroin? Uh, I was not. uh, Some other of my friends, it turns out, were, and I didn't really know that. Were you uh, snorting heroin? uh, But yeah, yeah, I tried it, you know. Snorted a couple times, having some good times on heroin. Awesome. Uh, but for me it was Did always it just like
1: make you shut down completely or are you still being social oh, while you're man, on Man, you know?
2: it made me play jazz music like you never heard. <laughs> <laughs> it made me incredible. Uh no, uh it just kinda puts you to sleep. If you ever if you if you've ever had OxyContin, it's the same thing. That's what your doctor is giving you. Heroin. Yeah. It's basically um in fact the first time I had really done that was an oxycoton that someone gave me and they peeled off a time release and gave it to me and I just was out out in fact i remember jake show- showing up during that and me waking up and him just being like hey you're all right you're all right." yeah anyway weird times um i don't want to uh go all into it and like because i feel like i was an experimenter but there were a lot of people in that world who weren't just tourists and just experimenting they were like living that life <clears throat> they were buying and that's homes. a sad thing is like for you to go have a good recreational time it means there's you know 20 other people that are this is their life and mm-hmm. you know uh But doing it all the time. Uh, uh, And anyway, things were getting out of control. Uh, But whatever. The thing is, all of these things, none of these things are what took my friend. The thing that took my friend is the legal substance, alcohol, that you can buy legally anywhere. Yeah. Um, And that we're giving to young children and arming them with automobiles. And um, basically the first was Gus. Uh, It was the first night that we hadn't hung out in literally a year. Um, We had talked that night. I just moved home like 45 minutes away from college and we had talked and he's like yeah i think i'm gonna hang out with these people i'm like i'm thinking i'm gonna go to this party and then like uh even like checked in again to see what we're doing the next day or whatever just we were just always like you know what's the plan where are we going you know let's hang out um uh and then that night i went to my party went home that night gus called me at like four in the morning called my house (coughs) and my dad answered the phone and uh uh, Gus said, "Is Joe there?" And uh, he said, "Yeah, he's asleep." And hung up. And uh, it was like not long after that that he wrecked. Um, but he'd also called about seventy, made like seventy phone calls or something, calling all of our friends, and no one picked up. So we don't know really what exactly was happening towards the end of that. Um, we suspect that he might have been on, he'd done something else. I, we have we have no idea really. We just know that he was no odd. He had been drinking. You know, he had been out. Yeah. And um, and he wrecked. We don't know what happened really uh so i finally get the word that the wreck happened and i i'm almost to the hospital and i get the word what time is this um this is like the next day so it was like late we called like four in the morning so then the next day i wake up at like 10 and my daddy's even like, hey your buddy called he sounded drunk you know i hung up on him and uh and then a few hours later i get the call from his dad, that he's been in an accident. And so immediately I'm on my way to the hospital, and then I am get the uh, no, don't come, wait, you know, because he was in bad shape, but his brain was totally intact, and we were like kind of talking, you know, communicating through his dad, but we never got to uh, actually talk until he was in a coma, or, you know, I never got to actually see him until he was already in they a coma. They put him in a coma? Um, he had, uh, it's like he had his lungs stuff collapse, and then he ended up getting septus, and then coma, and then stroke, stroke, something like uh, it's just a downhill from septus. Once you once you get uh, that, your blood goes septic, it's like basically, it's bad news. Mm. So he was already in a coma by the time I got to see him, unfortunately. And uh, then he passed away like, it was maybe a week after, or it was not long after the accident. Week, week and a half, maybe. Mm. Um. So that was the first one. And then, of course, all of us. You know, ten guys go and get these tattoos. You know, Gus. Because I mean, he was really like the the center of of this group of friends that Over were the really yeah in, uh, inseparable, and just a great person, like nicest guy. So smart, a lot of potential. Um, and I think uh, he's a victim of a lot of things. He's a victim of uh, just stupid, random decision, random night, random thing. Victim of alcohol. He's also a victim of boredom in a in a small town. Hmm. You know, maybe he. Could have been challenged in other ways and, uh, whatever. But, uh, that's what, it, that's way it happened. Then Jake, it, 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 uh, that's,
1: that's interesting that the boredom is a factor in that story. Yeah. So, so is decisions and so is, you yeah. know, what we do with our boredom. But like,
2: I understand that. Sure, sure. And then, uh, and that was just very sudden to have that person take, you know, it was, a uh, eh, pretty traumatic, you know, to go from, uh.
1: Did you, were you able to express your grief or did you lock it away?
2: Uh, I think I expressed it quite a bit yeah yeah that, i think I, I, I think I, I'm pretty open about about that you know i don't th- I don't think I'm a person that i mean i don't know i th- i think who knows <clears throat> who knows if you're dealing with it well there's no yeah there ain't no rule book bro yeah, yeah, yeah who knows uh but then when uh when I got the call about Jake, you know I had moved out here, um I knew that he was doing better, he was not doing uh, some of the activities we we had discussed uh anymore, and he was like just drinking beer and i thought great he's doing great we we had high hopes uh, that he was going to come out and visit maybe made plans to move out here uh and uh we would talk all the time and then i got a call from his dad one morning that he'd been in an accident and it sounded like the exact same thing so i immediately flew home and i went straight to the hospital this time and i went straight straight in the room and i um and I got to see Jake and talk to him and um, spend time with him. Uh, and it and, was the same. And he was totally paralyzed, and it was the exact same thing. He uh, he was not driving this time. It was somebody else was driving. It was a single-car accident. You could see where they were the destination where they were going. They hit a tree that couldn't have been wider than 10 you inches. You mean they were very
1: close to where they were Very
2: close going. to where they were, their destination. And he was just driving fast. Silly. And the uh, truck spun, and he was sitting in the back, like extended cabinet. Basically, a tree hit, and he... he His lungs were collapsing. He was, again, in a paralyzed state where he just had – he was cognitively totally there and making jokes and, like, being very funny. In that state. Yeah. Uh, He – the nurse came in to give him some medicine, and he was trying to get her to hook me up. Hook up my boy. Come on. Come on. Hook up my boy. Like, in this funny way. Yeah, yeah. He's joking. He's like, uh, yeah. But he was enjoying it, which, uh, (laughs) you know, it's like, yeah, he used to – you know. He used to be a smackhead. Let him fucking enjoy that. Uh, you know, I heard the same thing about Del Close. There was somebody like that that he requested. Somebody recently I heard, uh, you know, requested, you know, on their deathbed, and they were actively enjoying. Anyway, I don't want to get into it. The, Drugs the, are the terrible. Del
1: was dying and he was a heroin guy. And yeah, he, and then he, re- he requested some morphine or something, something like faith. that, a
2: painkiller. Uh, the thing is, here's the thing about it. Particularly the drug heroin, it's it, you. It's giving up. It's not a party drug. You don't do it to hang out with people, in my experience. I mean you're just melted into a couch and doing nothing you're, but anyway you're cashing in your so f- you know so in in light of that world if it's like oh this person's out drinking it's like oh great because they're away from that other world right yeah so and then uh, and then it turns out this is what uh, then this terrible accident happened but anyway I got to see him got to hang out with him uh, some cool stuff in the, in the room uh, but it was also pretty weird when he's like hey you know everybody leaves and he's like you know grab my arm you know See if you can feel. You know, he's like having me feel up his forearm to see if he when he can feel anything. He's like couldn't feel anything, but we're just chatting like normal. And this is the quote that he says to me: "He says I'll be out of here by Saturday, and then we'll kick it old school." And then he died Saturday. He said, "I'll be out of here on Saturday, and then we'll kick it old school." And then he died. And uh, in my mind, it's that Saturday, the same one that he predicted. I have no idea, really. I mean, I could have bended that in my in my mind and made it you know who knows but yeah me that's it that's it that's crazy uh this go on and i don't know i don't I, I don't even know how to wrap my own head around around it sometimes and uh sometimes i'm great sometimes uh uh i'm not i'm i get uh you know good times and bad like anything but uh it's traumatic man it is traumatic don't drink and drive get a cab get a cab get really drunk guys everybody get really drunk just don't drive. Yeah. Sleep in a gutter.
1: <laughs> well, this, we always end the show. We talked a lot about religion. What does this do to your faith? What does that do to your understanding? Here we have kicking it old school. And mm-hmm. there's a part of me that wants to Tuesdays Tuesdays with Morriet and be like, your friend knew he was going to die. And he means like mm-hmm. he's going to continue on and kicking it old school. And he's sure. in a better place. And he is kicking it old school. He, he's... Feeling those feelings again and 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 be existing in a in a, a new way. Mm-hmm. We I ask this of everybody, not just you, but like the idea of like what happens when we die and what and what does God mean to you now and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. Really, re, I'm a tourist, man. I I don't know a lot of pain like this, and it it it, it you know it's uh, challenging to hear this. But what does it mean to you? I mean, you experienced
2: this. Um to me it means it means to me it's a lot of implications about what we do with the time with life to me it makes me want to be a more honest person mhm even if i'm a little bit embarrassed or ashamed of it <laughs> uh but it also makes me want to fucking go for and do something and um these guys i don't know they had a profound impact on my life and it makes me want to fucking you know do something good uh, as a result in so terms motivated. of what do I it, yeah it's motivating but um you know uh in terms of what, what do I think do is it a nice like would i love to see my friends again and hang out with them again uh I would love that I think that I will hang out with them for an eternity already during the times that I hung out with them I think that will exist and live forever and that gives me a lot of comfort the times that we had together um, I'm trying to basically talk about the past and the present in a more objective sense. Like, I think that a story is being written, and I'm so, so, so proud of that part of that story mm-hmm. and, the, and those moments that we had together, and it's amazing. And if that's it, great. If I see him again, great. But am I going to live my life now as if um, solely for the hope that I'll see them again? No. Right. I'm going to live my life now for what life is right now.
1: And, that, and what happened does exist.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it exists. And uh, I'm so proud of those guys, and I'm so proud of uh, our friendship. And, um, uh, yeah, that tragedy is horrible. But many people live long lives that are much more tragic, aren't they?
1: That's true. Mm-hmm. That's very very true. Yeah.
2: What is your relationship with alcohol now?
1: It seems like We
2: love it. <laughs> How strange. Yeah, uh I love alcohol. I, I and, I, and I, probably, I probably drink too much, but um <coughs> well, we both talked about that. Yeah, yeah but we, we, we're not driving. No, jeez. Uh I'm I'm responsible with it. Uh I love marijuana. I think uh I think it's insane that it's illegal. I think it's insane that people can't that I'm just now able to be honest, like, hey, I smoke marijuana, and I don't think I'm an evil person for it. Yeah. Because uh, you used to be, oh, you're a bad dude. It's like, no, I'm not a bad dude.
1: Did, did – did going back to the the friends, did that – was there anger God time? Were you mad at an, at the idea of the God that you knew?
2: See, that's the thing is I don't think I ever really had that. Like, you're pissed at what happened, but I never felt like I'm pissed at this entity. You know, like an entity – or God did this. Hmm. Never felt like that. Um Really? So, I don't know. I think about that sometimes. Was I angry at God? I think I was angry at religion a lot. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways, and uh, I'm angry that, like, we <laughs> that religion takes funerals and uses them as opportunistic times to evangelize. to try to evangelize and twist some the memory of these people into something else. I don't know. Uh, it was that what their funeral th- the, was like. Th- those theirs weren't especially bad like that. Um, I just. In general. I've um, seen that. I've seen that happen, Yeah, too. it happens a lot. And it's like. The death uh, of
1: a young person can be really, in you know, a horrible way, a good marketing tool to get people on your side.
2: That's a great marketing tool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Um, but where are you now? Is there, um, is God in your life? Do you have a God? I pray
2: you all do the pray. time. You do? Yes, I do pray all the time. And what is your, who are you praying to, Jesus? I don't know. Uh, I guess that's the name I put on And I even say now I, I put up qualifiers I'm trying to pray to the <laughs> Excuse me I do this too I go <laughs> To to the real To the guy. real one I don't think I'm being tricked I don't think that Like if I don't try hard to, I just trust that Look if I'm um, A fallen Whatever human being That needs grace Then I'm all of that yeah. Then I have to trust that If I You know I just don't buy that We're just We're being tricked and blinded And um, What do you mean? Like, there's this whole idea that um, Satan is actively trying to blind you. And, um, oh, my gosh, in that episode you recommended, I loved her father's description of Satan, that Satan is the collective bad of all in all of us. Emily. Beautiful. Emily. Yeah. Gordon. Jeez. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beautiful. Um, I had
1: brunch with him today.
2: Ugh. That was, like, that's great. Yeah, yeah. That gave me chills. That, when I, like, that part, I was like, that's so great. I want to be a dad like that. That's so just, like, rational and like, hey, here's what... And I think it beautifully explains in a poetic way, probably, uh, I don't know. What, what, what? That uh, there may not, might not be a real man in hell in a suit that's actively – because I was terrified. I had that thing too where I was really scared as a kid of demons and, and stuff because it's like you're telling me that this world is real and that if I'm not careful, I could accidentally invite a demon into my home and weird yeah. stuff or whatever. And I was just terrified of that whole concept and I love the idea that it's like – Oh, it's not – it doesn't have to be these weird magical physical things. But also
1: God – Emily said the same thing that – Emily, like the gospel of Emily, said that God was our collective good.
2: Yeah. And I'll tell you, uh, tripping on mushrooms. Yeah, talk about it, man. A couple times, you had those experiences of that feeling of connectedness of like, oh, like, oh, I'm not an island. I'm part of a big thing that's happening. Yes. I'm part of humanity. Beautiful. Like That's yes. amazing. and It's been happening for a while, and I get this little glimpse, and it's going to keep happening for a long time.
1: Yes. it's crazy. It's a lot bigger than you.
2: Yeah. We don't have it all figured out, and I'm okay with not knowing. That's my biggest thing, is I'm honest, and I'm okay with, I don't know. I don't know. What happens after we die? I don't know. I'd probably go back to that place I was before I got born.
1: Right. Where, right? That's where the, was that? That's yeah. the best
2: equivalent. Where was I before then? Hopefully yeah. not in torment. Yeah. I doubt it.
1: Yeah. Or uh, what about a previous life? People get into that.
2: If there was a previous life, uh, somewhere along the way, the judge said, throw him in the loony bin, and I was born in the looniest bin in the world, planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> like that. I don't know what my crime was, but I did something awful bad, I'll tell you. <laughs> you mean you were doing other lives on other planets? <laughs> to wind up here. No. Yeah. No. Oh, come on, planet Earth is great. But man, it's crazy. Chill out, everybody. We don't need guns. You don't need guns to protect yourself. Yeah,
1: well, that's a heavy topic. right Maybe
2: now. you do. I don't know, Pete.
1: I I don't know either. I cannot tackle that. That is too big of an issue for me to tackle. I
2: just know that if I have a gun around, it increases the chances that I'll use it, and that makes me terrified. Yeah. You know who wants a, a gun? Who? Drunk Pete. Drunk? I know they're so fun. I want. To, I love shooting guns. They're, I mean.
1: Yeah, but drunk Pete is also scared. Pete. He's not at his best. Yeah. He's
2: like. He's like.
1: Oh my god. My neighbors – you know what? I, I want to live in a world where, like, there's nothing you could take from me that, like, I'd like, – it's easy because I don't have a family or kids. If you took my Mac, I'd be like,
2: back backed it up on the cloud.
1: <laughs> uh, <sighs> heavy stuff, but wonderful stuff. Beautiful stuff.
2: You know, I hope I haven't just been a real stick-in-the-mud nothing. sourpuss. because. Zero I love percent. this show, and I respect the fuck out of you and all the people that you have on the show that are so brilliant and hilarious. This is great. This is yeah. that
1: rarefied air. I, If there's one thing I've learned from hosting this show, it's to identify the feeling of like, oh, we've come to a special place, and we hit that really, really quickly. And I thought we were going to do the whole episode in the voices, and we didn't. Yeah,
2: we didn't, did we? No. Yeah, that's good. We wanted to, though. We don't want to talk about Dan Mates and a silly voice. But we kind of do. Kind of do. Kind of helps, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But we didn't but
2: Oh we do you didn't. want to s- Thank you for doing the show Yeah. Thank you so much For having me A nobody A nothing Having me on this show Very exciting Yeah
1: but You're not nobody Are you I'm a nothing piece. You're not
2: a nothing I'm working you? on it though I'm trying so Oh hard. you mean in your career Yeah my career Do you have anything You want to plug then Anything I want to plug Well um, Well I'm going to be shooting That Albert thing I was just in a uh, Albert is the name Of that character When I do that British voice I love it Is the name of the character Albert We're going we're gonna to shoot that That's going to be fun uh, just not see what we get, and then uh, I I was just in a movie called Thanks Killing Three that everyone should go see. All you can right. get it, you can find it on uh, online, and you can rent it and whatever. But it's a totally ridiculous movie. I'll just say that it's called Thanks Three, guys. Uh, is spend? there a one and two? Uh, there's a one. Go see the movie to find out what happened to Thanks Two. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my sketch team up 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 at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. Up 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 at the up. Up 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 at the up. Uh, we're doing Sketchfest. That'll be fun. You're doing Sketchfest. we right? will be there February one and two, won't I? Yeah, maybe we'll have some laughs. Yeah, I think we're going to be there that time. Is that right? Yeah, no joke. Well, maybe let's see. Let's see what ends up happening. Yeah, maybe we'll have a pint, get a lager, walk. fuck
1: coke, <laughs> different drinks for different, different needs. needs. Yeah. Well, you say keep it
2: crispy, as a Brit. <laughs> That's how every show ends. All right. Uh, thanks a lot for listening. Keep it crispy. <laughs> keep- hey, listen, mate. Keep it crispy. <laughs> Right? If you don't, that's an offense, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Oh, God. You're the best, Pete. Thank you. Thank you, you, Joe. We shake on the air. No one can hear that.
0: (laughs) Now leaving Nerdist.com.